Captain's Log, Stardate 75905.0. I'm Captain Britton. And I'm Captain Spencer. These are the voyages of the Starship Soyager, our ongoing mission to explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go where no one is not a the bridge this is soy trek this is the show where two trekkies ask themselves on a weekly basis is star trek responsible for the growing rift in american politics probably today we'll be discussing strange new world season one episode six lift us where suffering cannot reach and star trek lower decks season two episode eight i excrete us but before we get into that Let's check in on what's new in the Trek universe. We got Trek news for you. News you can use to wash away your blues. We got Trek news for you. What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? Oh boy, fun week for Trek news. Oh yeah. Let's start out with um, uh, an a article uh, by trekmovie.com. Uh, Nicholas Myers' Sentai Alpha 5 con prequel series may become a Star Trek podcast. Wait, wait what? Like a so, narrative podcast? Uh, yeah. Well, like, you know, a fictional podcast. So, so a narrative podcast. Yeah, yeah. So um, so okay. the, the idea is uh, Nicholas Meyer, who was the writer-director of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, awesome right. fucking film. That movie does rock. Yeah, and he was also most recently in Star Trek a uh, consulting producer on Star Trek Discovery. And while he was working on Discovery, he went ahead and penned a uh, prequel about Khan and about uh, Khan's time on uh, the prison planet or whatever he was sent to, Mm -hmm. Sentai Alpha 5. Mm -hmm. And so he's been trying to get that up and running for a while. Apparently, he's uh, tried to do it in a lot of different ways. And eventually, he uh, ended up just um, making it like a three-part miniseries. And that's how he organized it. But he couldn't get funding, couldn't get a lot of interest for actually doing it as a physical thing. And so... Uh, it might just become a podcast. Okay. Which is interesting. I, I think that could be cool. I that don't know. That could be cool. Radio dramas are a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like they're a thing that can be done well. It's just like I, I mean, don't really listen to radio drama. Yeah. Like, you know. Same. Like there's a yeah. lot of that out there. There's a lot of people. I've heard of people that I know that listen to some of that stuff. And like that seems cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's not a thing I listen to either. So I don't know. You know, it, yeah, I, I think it's a cool idea, but ultimately, like, it would definitely find its best home in something visual. Like, even if it was an animated thing could be cool, you know? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks. Exactly. They should get Mike McGann to do that. There Mike McGann needs to take on another project that's just like Rick and Morty. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. I mean, it is tamer. It is. Rick and Morty. It so is. I'll give it that. It is. It's a little bit, bit a little less swifty, if you will. A little less swifty. A little it, less it swifty. Could, it could stand to be swiftier. I'd say so. Uh, at least five to ten percent swiftier. I'd yeah. Say. yeah. 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 
Uh, moving on in Trek mm-hmm. news, um, in an article also by Trek Movie this week, actually all of our articles are by Trek Movie this week because they report like all of the Trek news that happens. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the real Trek news for yeah, you, let yeah, me they tell you. Defi- like, <laughs> really, this, this fucking segment is fucking dog shit. Just go read that website. Come on. Yeah, man. Like, what so are we um, yeah. so uh, they, uh, they did an interview with uh, Marina Sirtis, who, as you know, probably mm-hmm. uh, played Counselor uh, probably, Troy. Yes. Counselor probably, yes. Counselor Troy. On, uh, Counselor Troy. On, on TNG, as mm-hmm. well as mm-hmm. Star Trek Picard. Uh, and uh, as well as all four of the Star Trek uh, TNG films, mm-hmm. uh, First Contact, uh, Generations, Nemesis, and Insurrection, out of order completely. Yeah. But um, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, she, uh, in the interview, talked about how they had just wrapped filming for Picard season three. Yep. And uh, she said she had a, uh, it was a two month shooting in LA. And she said it was so much fun to get with my pals again. It's a yeah. great storyline. We have some great guest stars. What mm-hmm. she says, which, you know, cool, whatever. Um, she uh, then went on to say uh, she was pretty critical of Star Trek Nemesis, and um, she mm-hmm. said that uh, Star Trek uh, Picard Season 3, she immediately signed on to it because the producers came and said, hey, we need to give a proper send-off to the TNG crew because Star Trek Nemesis was not very good. And uh, she says, quote, well, the producers, before we even started filming, when they were talking to us about the project did say that they felt we hadn't been given a proper send-off in Nemesis and that they wanted to send us off the right way, which I appreciated because this is something I've taken up uh, my life off and on for, for since 1986. That's and I a did, long time. Uh, yeah, and I did feel that we were kind of discarded a little bit, but we were definitely cherished on this project. Um, and then uh, lastly, okay. uh, when asked about a potential Star Trek spin-off series, including uh, Deanna Troy, she said, uh, quote, never say never, right? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. There are so many Star Trek shows on right now. I can imagine that if this is really successful, that maybe some kind of more successful characters might take a spinoff. I don't know. That's kind of the way Hollywood works, isn't it? I, I suppose so. I yeah, you never so. know. I, guess, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I, after yeah. seeing how they handled Picard, per car, per yeah. um, I'm not interested in them handling you know, yeah, like, any any classic characters yeah i feel like those characters have you know they've had their moments Mm -hmm. and we love those characters but yeah the thing is is like returning to the having those actors return to those roles 20 years later it's not the same so like whatever they're trying to do here like whatever send-off they're trying to give these characters it's not going to like have the emotional resonance that it would have had it happened then and, right, and so it's I, like I I really fear that they're going to really try to force some artificial emotional resonance into like it. they did with Picard season yeah, two, which I didn't I didn't hate like the the end part with Q, but at the same time I'm like I'm being manipulated. Yeah, I, I, I did hate like all the yeah. I, no, you did hate the, it. The, I I did hate every. I did hate it actually. Yeah, yeah. No. It was it was uh, the, the acting was pretty good. That's that's I guess no, what I mean, I'll we say. We love John Delancey. We yeah, love yeah. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it was but... it was it was a couple like really like you know, well-delivered speeches, but the speeches, like, in context were dumb and intellectually stupid. Agreed. Yeah. Q Agreed. is immortal. That's mm-hmm. that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's another article here uh, entitled, Clarify How Queen Gerardi's Collective from Star Trek Picard Impacted the Borg We Know. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to... Basically, just you know, account for a Twitter exchange on May thirtieth, twenty twenty two, mm-hmm. between a few people and the co showrunner for Star Trek Picard season two, Terry 
Metallus. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody asked him, they were like, hey, uh, I'm sure this has already been asked before, but Gerardi's Borg, are they an offshoot of the... Are they from an offshoot timeline or an isolated splinter collective, blah, blah, blah? Like, what are they? And Terry Metallus says, they're an offshoot from an alternate timeline that have stayed out of history's way. They are not the Borg. I'd imagine the real Borg are licking their wounds in the Delta Quadrant after Alt-Admiral Janeway poisoned them. And then um, he later says, in an earlier draft of the finale, Starfleet recognized them as the Jurati, which I think is hilarious. That instead of the Borg, they're the Jurati. That is incredibly stupid. Idea. I would have hated that. I would have. I, I, I would have laughed so hard if they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is a new species, much like the Borg, but they call themselves the Jurati." Like I would, I would, I would kick your TV. Spencer. Somebody else, somebody uh, else asked him. They were like, "Any chance of a Jurati versus Borg story in the future?" And then Terry responds. I'm sure somebody will write something like that, but that's not the focus of season three. And so, like, then it goes on to to say that, like, a production designer for the show is like, nah, they're not doing any Borg stuff mm-hmm. for that next season. So, that's I don't know. I guess we're not going to see Borg stuff. It I remains to be seen then, like, what the fuck they're going to do. Uh, like, according to one of their producers... It's, in like, the greatest threat to humanity or something they, they, like that? Yeah, but that's every fucking season. Yeah. Uh, but they also said that it was going to be tied to, like, a main, like, character from DS9. Oh, right. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, which which really makes me wonder what the fuck they're going to do. Like, there. the Dominion, I That'd guess? be cool. I, I'm, I'm fine with them bringing back the Dominion. Dominion Sixlings. The, uh, the... Um, Fucking Jim Hadar would be sick to bring back. I love the Jim Hadar. We love the Jim Hadar. Fucking space dinosaurs that just kill. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, so this could actually yeah. be a cool plot line. Check this out. So yeah, what's, what's you got? the changelings show up uh-huh. with the Jim Hadar mm-hmm. with them and they start fucking like murking Earth or some shit. Okay. Right. And then that pulls Worf out of retirement because mm-hmm. he wants to fight a Jem Hadar. That again. rocks. Yeah, like that's the only reason he comes back. He's, he's mm. like, he's like, there is much honor to be gained from killing Jem Hadar, and then like he dies killing Jem Hadar. You know they're gonna kill Worf off for sure. You're gonna give him a warrior's probably. death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and he'll like, be like, today is a good day to die, and then he actually dies, and then yeah, and then it, I mean, mm-hmm. they they could do it really well, but I doubt they will. Yeah, I mean that. See, that could be fun. Everything I just said could be fun, but yeah. I don't. I don't know if they'll make it as fun as it's gonna be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's what we got. I think for Trek news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, uh, is it time to talk about Trek for the week? Yeah. Let's talk about Star Trek: Strange New World. Let's get into it. Strange New Worlds on the Enterprise with Captain Pike. Look at where we are. We're here with Captain Pike to talk about Strange New World, Season 1, Episode 6, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Awesome title. Love that title. Yeah, that's a pretty... That sounds like the album title for like a post-black metal out band yeah you know what like, I, mean? I mean honestly it, it to me sounds like a classic like star trek title like from the one of the first seasons like, yeah it's, um, it's very like it reminds me a lot of uh the one with the folks with the black and white faces that ah. episode's called um 
uh, I think like may this be the last battle you fight or something like that. Yeah, it's such a good fucking name. It's a very like golden age of sci-fi kind yeah. of title. Yeah, it's really yeah. sick. Um, yeah, this episode was written by Robin Wasserman, who was the co-writer of Spock Amuck uh, a couple okay. episodes ago. Okay. And uh, or actually, last episode, last episode. yeah, last episode, yeah, yeah. and uh, Bill Wolkoff, who uh, wrote Children of Alaria, the second episode. Okay, so a couple people who have wrote in this season and this season before in the show before, mm-hmm. and uh, directed by um, Andy Armageddon. Who yeah, this is a name that it seems new. Yeah, well, yeah, it is to this Trek uh, yeah. universe. Um, actually, he he uh, directed one episode of Discovery. Okay. Uh, and he also directed two episodes of Arrow and six uh, episodes of Stargirl. Uh, what is Stargirl? I, 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 I think it's one of those like WB, UPN, whatever that shit DC is. DC shows? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think it's All one right. of those All things. Right. It sounds like it, right? It does sound like it. Yeah, I would believe it. So, uh, yeah, let's dive right in. Uh, Strange New World. Strange New World. Uh, we start out and we get a captain's log from Pike. Uh, they are in the Magellan system uh, orbiting a planet called Magellus. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. No. We're getting into it, and I'm interrupting, and I apologize. But we should probably give general impressions, right? Like, Let's let's just do that at the end, because we, we watched it together. We know how we feel about it. All right, okay. Yeah, I mean, all we right. give a rating at the end, so I feel like that's general impressions. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. So we, uh, we start out on a captain's log. They are in the Magellan system orbiting a planet called Magellus. This is 10 years after Pike was here before. Yeah, um, and the last time he was here, he was almost killed by a pulsar, but uh, he found a way out of it and saved a bunch of people He's like, yeah, from you, the you, fucking pulsar. You don't forget that shit. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah, you yeah, probably don't. I guess you don't, uh, Pike. So yeah. uh, Pike and Ahura are on the lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ahura is sore after combat training with La'an. And Pike's like, oh, yeah, I know I know that La'an. She's a tough one. It's uh, hard to do combat training with her. Uh, but I've under, uh, she's hard, but I understand she has a lot to teach. Uh, but keep your eye out for lesson seven. Her is like, what's lesson seven? Uh-huh. And he puts his lips or his, his finger to his lips like, shh, shut the fuck up. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Lesson seven or nine. Yeah. La'on <laughs> greets yeah, Ahura. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so Ahura, uh, they step out of the lift and La'on is there, uh, waiting for Ahura. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, teaching you some lessons. Um, yep. We, uh, uh, Ortega pipes in and, uh, she's like, Hey, lesson two in security is there are no breaks in security because threats never take breaks. That's correct. So, I mean, so now yeah. Ortega and Laon are teaming up on Ahura, telling yeah. her how to do her shit. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Straight up. Like if you see any mysterious suitcases, uh, you know, in the hallway, yeah, like, like, like we see later, there are a whole bunch of suitcases in the there, hallway. There are, there are. Yeah. So there's probably yeah. terrorists about. They well, do you think? Do you think in in the future they have like a, a TSA in the Star Trek future to like? Oh no, I mean like I imagine like transporter scans will tell you whatever's coming over with somebody. You know what true, I mean? True. Except in the case of the implants on that kid in this episode, we'll they we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't. We will get into they didn't that. Fucking detect that shit. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they are interrupted. Um. By someone at the helm saying, hey, uh, there's a uh, cruiser out there, and they have their weapons raised. Mm-hmm. And then they just immediately start firing on the Enterprise, and the Enterprise is like, what the fuck? So mm-hmm. they're like, they're they're a tiny little ship. Like, don't don't just, like, wh- like if we use any of our weapons, we're going to wipe them out of the fucking sky. So, like, yeah. just, like, keep our shields up, and we'll figure out what the fuck is going on. So they try to hail them. Uh, they can't mm-hmm. hail them, and the ship just keeps on firing at them. 
And they're like, all right, uh, fuck this. And then Uhura murders them. Yes. Uhura fucking uh, murders them. She absolutely murks them. Yeah, like, just, and, uh, and it, was, it was like an accident. Yeah, because she, like... she sent she set the phasers to like the lowest possible setting. However, like the ship was so fucking small, it just blew it out of the fucking sky. I mean, as you do. And, uh, and so like immediately they get a, a hail uh, and a request for emergency transport uh, from all the people on the ship. And Pike's like, fuck it. Uh, lock on. Uh, you know, I think Spock, come with me. We'll go to the fucking uh, transporter room and meet these people who were just firing on us. Oh, no, no, no. So that, that it wasn't, those weren't the people that they beamed to the thing. That was, those oh, were the wasn't? people that they were chasing, that that ship was chasing. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So what was happening was there was a ship being chased by another ship. Right. And they were like, do you want to interfere? And we're, they were like, no. But then the ship that was chasing them started firing on the Enterprise. So they fired on that ship. That ship exploded. And then the other ship was like, hey, uh, our life support systems are dying. Can oh, we come aboard? And okay. they were like, yeah, okay. I was I was confused about that because they didn't destroy the other ship. So, no. I mean, it was like still like kind of like falling to the towards the planet. It was like yeah. destroyed basically, but it was like Yeah. I figured they were beaming those people aboard, but they just let those people die? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we find out later maybe those people didn't deserve to die at all. Maybe they were well, doing the right thing. And but... one of those dudes didn't die. He escaped the ship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He yeah. did, which is strange. Yeah. Um it is. It's a strange well, new world. It is a strange new world. Um yeah, how did that ship fall to the planet completely destroyed and, like, someone survived? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot there, but we'll get into it. Maybe that. there's an escape pod. I don't know. Yeah, I was escape so busy taking exist. notes, I definitely missed some logic See, that, there. See, that's why I'm here. I'm here I, to I fill in the that. gaps. I appreciate it. Thank you for your, your Spock logic uh, here. <laughs> um, uh, hang dong and shocker. Yeah, um, so... So, uh, they, uh, so they beam the dudes they up. They beam, beam everybody up, uh, and it's uh, three people, a man, a woman, and a child. Mm -hmm. uh, the woman immediately recognizes Pike and says, Lieutenant Pike? Mm -hmm. And Pike's like, Alora? And, and he, he gets this like look on his eye, and there's this like long hold on mm -hmm. him where he's like all mm -hmm. horny. And, 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 also, like, oh? and also music. It was kind of like classic like 90s Trek, very mm -hmm. much, like the way they played that, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And then... Cut to credits. Only five minutes and ten seconds. But, this time. Yeah, yeah. And I pointed that out because, yeah. like, holy shit, super short. It's like, the shortest cold open they've had so far. Yeah, yeah. Very short. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, but like, effective. And okay, so mm -hmm. we we get credits, right? Things I like going into this is, yeah, it's a pretty streamlined episode. It really only focuses on two plot lines. Correct. Which is really nice, mm -hmm. especially after the last episode. That was my my biggest criticism of the last episode yeah. was that it had now, so many plots. There's, there's three plot lines here. So there's there's the main mm -hmm. plot line of like you know the, yeah. the kid, the kid. Uh, there's, then there's um, the the medical stuff with Mbega, Mbega, and then there's also like the uh, Laon and the the yeah. rules of security. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So there's definitely Th three that here. one's a very sub 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 plot though. Mm. It is very small. No, because in it, comparison it, to the it, other, it two. works into everything else in the episode, though, because because of the translation and everything like that. We'll get into that it. That is though. true. That it, is like true. It, it is yeah. it is necessary to the plot, and it's well written into the plot. So anyway, it is. It is. Anyway, um, so uh, we come back from credits. Opening credits. Uh, Pike uh, says that he rescued Alora from a shuttle years ago. 
right? Yeah, and then again. From, from the Pulsar. The Pulsar yeah. he was talking about in the beginning, mm-hmm. and this is the second time, and she's like, what are the fucking chances? And he's like, not very good. She's like, yeah. uh, hey, you got a new uniform. Uh, it's uh, it's very yellow. And he's like, it's not yellow, bitch. It's, it's fucking gold, because I'm a P-I-M-P. He Whoa. actually says captain, but... Yeah, but we all know he meant P-I-M-P. We all know he yeah. meant P-I-M-P. That stands for something. We're not talking about someone who uh, controls problems. Soy my ride. Soy, <laughs> well, she's sure, why not? Um, anyway, so, um, Pike almost forgets Una's name introducing her, so it's obvious, yeah. like, Pike he's is... Like, he's just, like, flabbergasted and horny. Horny. And he's super horny for this lady, horny. obviously. Yeah. And like, this is... Oddly, the first time we've really seen Pike horny. This is in the very first episode. He, he wasn't like, horny. He was making breakfast, dude. Yeah, but there was a naked woman in his bed. But he wasn't horny. He fucked her the night before. <laughs> You've got to stop making this argument. He, it's po- post-coitus, not on the horn. He's not horny on main at that point. He's just making fucking breakfast. You then can... he goes and takes a ride and meets April. Uh, You're making a big are no. You, are you saying this is illogical. Are you saying, illogical. Are you saying there's illogical. no chance that they illogical. had an afternoon delight after he met with April? Because I think... Absolutely not. They did. He, he was so like... Because he's just thinking about getting burned the whole time. He can't fuck when he's thinking about his ass getting burned. But he, he fucked her the night before. Yeah, he did because he wasn't thinking about his ass getting burned. Because he's like, you know what? I'm retired. Maybe my ass won't get burned. Yeah, but he's and definitely then and then get April's burned. like, hey, you gotta go get burned. Sorry, can't have pussy down here on Earth. So yeah. Pike's all up space horny and shit, but he can't act horny. He's the captain. Yeah, but you know what? Captain can't be horny. You know what? Alora, she's here. She's the exception. She's, she's the be exception. Like the exception to the captain can't be horny rule. Yep. And so he's all horny. He can't talk right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fucking, yeah, he's just like stumbling over his words. He's like, this is, uh, uh, Una. And, um, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, the, uh, they ask the man like what his relationship or is like, is the, the boy yours? Cause like the man is like walking with the kid. He's like, in a biological sense only. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's a weird answer, but we're just going to move past it for now. But it works. I mean, it's, it's a very succinct writing. It's, it's weird, but it works. Um, so we go to the, it works to establish that there's like something weird going on with like that doctor dude, dad, right. And the kid. And yeah. And that their relationship is one that is, he is his biological father, but like, other than that, there is a professional kind of weird relationship going on here. Correct. So anyway, um, we go to the med bay, and uh, um, Dr. Mbega, uh, Lubega, sorry. Dr. Lubega. Dr. Lubega is reading his daughter a uh, book, mm-hmm. and he's accidentally reading her the same chapter of the book again. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, Daddy, you're reading me the same chapter. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was just thinking about uh, Erica, Sandra, and Rita. Yeah. As I continue, you know they're getting sweeter. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but he actually tells her that um, he's keeping her in the transporter pattern and can't keep her out for very long, so he puts her on her timer so as to not be disruptive. And sometimes, because he's like, you know, thinking about her and stuff, he he makes mistakes and forgets what chapters he reads because you know bookmarks don't exist in the future. Definitely That's not, not. Yeah, you can't fucking dog ear a page on space pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I can't mean, just leave your pad, P-A-D-D, at the, uh, you know, where you left off. I think it was an, an actual book he was reading, That's though. fucked up. Why, yeah, right? Why would you have an actual book in the future? What Dude, do you need Picard has for? so many books. I know. Picard's still, always reading a fucking book. That's true. He likes old books and shit. He does like old books he's like and a, shit. He's like an old old bookman. Um, so anyway, um, uh, 
you know, she she transports away uh, back to her transporter puffer, uh, buffer pattern. Nurse Chapel comes in and uh, says to Lubega, uh, right after he transports his daughter away, that uh, they have patients with possible injuries coming in. Um, and so it's just the boy. The boy's the only one with real injuries, but his, his uh, biological father or whatever is still with him. Um, and uh, he says that the boy is a prophet and he has forsworn his family because everyone on the planet is his family. Um, after this, uh, we go uh, straight to the uh, the uh, what is it called the it's the boardroom, I guess, right? Yeah, it's like the observation lounge or something. Yeah, like but that. It's, it's where everyone meets to make decisions in Star Trek. You know, yeah. you know the room where everyone yeah. sits around a big table and talks. Um, totally. So so they're talking, and uh, uh, Alora the boardroom. Yeah, yeah, Alora. the boardroom. Yeah, Alora Alora is uh, there at the head of the table, and they are talking about uh, investigating the ship that they attacked them. Alora immediately takes issue with this, and she's like, uh, you really don't have to investigate it. You know, they were attacking us. It's kind of our internal matter, and we're not a Federation planet, and so we will investigate it ourselves. Yeah, but they're like, no way. Like, mm-hmm. they fired on us, so mm-hmm. we're going to investigate, and that's just how it goes. Yeah, because so... it's, a, it's a Starfleet thing, and she's like, okay, well, in that case, I insist that I go down to the planet with you to do that. Um, sure. And then... Uh, As you do. Yeah. Um so uh, we go back to the bridge, and um, they are discussing uh, Prophet Seven. They're uh, dependents of a long uh, abandoned alien, alien colony um, that we don't really know the the origins of, but they were the people that were trying to steal the uh, the first um, servant, right? Which is the kid. Yeah. And sh- and they're like she's very insistent that it's like oh it's an alien colony mm-hmm. they're probably trying to get the kid yep. to ransom him back to us because he has this ceremony coming up mm-hmm. and it's such a big deal yeah they probably she says, want this boy yeah she says it's a very sacred ceremony and we would pay anything for the child's return correct um, he's obviously you know so now we have it reinforced for a second time that he's obviously very religiously important to them correct um, so uh, back at medbay. Um, uh, Dr. Mbega says, uh, next time the hole falls on you, uh, try not to block it with your head. So apparently like the whole, f- the full hole of the fucking ship fell on the kid's head, but he's still alive somehow. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're scanning him at this time. Nurse Chapel's scanning him. And, uh, the, the fucking dad is like very particular. He's like, keep, keep the, I just want you to scan the kid. Yeah. Don't do anything else to him. He's, and he's like being weird about it too. Mm. And he's like. Nah, just scan him like you're you're and he starts talking down to him about like the federation tech mm-hmm. it's like you know it's like if you were an all di- all vinyl dj and you went to go do an all vinyl dj set mm-hmm. and then somebody showed up with like more boxes of vinyl than oh, you oh yeah and and then they started being like uh you only have that pressing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's know. definitely yeah. You can compare anything to energy. DJs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Really, yeah. um, they should really DJ have a, Qualls. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, I want. I wonder if DJ Qualls has ever been on any Star Trek. I doubt it. I doubt it. But like, he should. He's be. such a character actor, and he yeah? would look good as an alien. Yeah, he he'd be like an awesome fucking like Ferengi, I think. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be too tall though for a Ferengi. I don't know. Yeah. So so they continue scanning him, and uh, they they find out. Uh, that he has some implants on his head, and it's explained uh, that these are quantum bio implants. Yeah, and the, the dude is like, 
you can't do anything for him. He has these Im- implants that are going to like heal him on a molecular level. Mm-hmm. Like you can't help him. You just need to scan him. And he's like very insistent. He's like you got to do a medical scan. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so the, the father of the first servant, this guy who's standing there, uh, is then revealed to have used to have been a physician, right, on the mm-hmm. planet. But then when he had his kid, uh, he his like entire life's purpose became being the doctor of the first servant, his kid only. Yeah. And like he elaborates a little bit about the, like the, um, the implants mm-hmm. and how that they help eradicate disease on their planet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he says there uh, is no suffering and disease or any of that shit on Magellus. Um, and then, a lie. And then maybe. And then fucking like Mbega, you, you see him, and he's obviously the wheels are turning about his daughter yeah, and yeah. what to do with that. They're shit. doing those long lingering mm-hmm. shots on his face, and it's yeah. like very obviously he's like, oh, oh my. Mm-hmm. My de- transporter daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we uh, we now go down to the planet, and uh, they're looking at the crashed shuttle from uh, F- Prophet Seven that was uh, firing on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, it's only Laon and Ahura, right? And they they kick the door open, and uh, it's just a totally fucking wrecked spaceship. It's and, wrecked as shit. And they're they're scanning, and uh, at this point, Laon gives uh, security lesson number three. Yeah. Let your tricorder do the investigating. Fucking just scan around. You, yeah. you don't don't rely don't on your senses. Your, don't use your eyes. Yeah. Don't use your butt. Just use your tricorder. Hell yeah. Dude. Do like do they have the tri- I don't remember in this show. Do they have the tricorders with the little thing that comes out of it and they like do the thing or do they have the ones where it's just like I, hold I, it open? Yeah, I, like I don't I don't think it's like the original series one. I don't think they're yeah. that 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 fuddy duddy like fucking I mean th- th- those were the cheapest goddamn props. Like TOS has the funniest cheapest props. Oh yeah. They're all like painted hair dryers and shit. It's so good. Uh, I mean like the 2009 uh Star Trek JJ Abrams film mm-hmm. has like uh like barcode scanners on the ah! on the on the bridge, Lovely. like right in the front. It's funny. That rocks. That's yeah. so good. I mean, it looks great though. So once you see it though, you're like, oh, there's oh, no. those fucking barcode oh, scanners. No. Self checkout. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, they they find out that uh, the folks from Prophet Seven, whoever these folks were trying to kidnap this kid, uh, wiped all their data banks. Mm-hmm. So um, they they can't find out exactly what they were doing. So. Right about then, Spock and Alora come in, mm-hmm. and uh, Spock finds a thing that doesn't appear to be part of the ship's functions, and Alora doesn't recognize it at all. And it's like a, it looks like one of those like head massager things. That's what I was gonna say. That's ball. exactly what I was gonna say. It looks exactly like a fucking like sharper image head massager. Uh-huh. Do you remember like back in the day when like dudes at the mall would be like, "Come here, kid," and like do that to you and like try to get you to. Get your parents to get you to buy one. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing, right? It's a weird thing. That's dude. a job that should have never existed. Dude, mall harassers, fuck those guys. They're so annoying. Yeah, like they're the opposite of mall goths. Yeah, dude, they're mm-hmm. the en- They're the natural enemy of a mall goth. Absolutely, they are yeah. sworn enemies. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but then right after uh, Spock picks up the thing he doesn't recognize. Alora does recognize something on yeah, the ground. Yeah, she finds a coin. It's a coin, and uh, what was it called? It was. Uh, it was like the the coin of the first soldiers or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was called like a uh, God. What was it? Um, but it's like it's like a coin that's given to everybody that like guards the first servant, right? Yeah, so like yeah. The kid, and like there's two designs on it. There's like a design of like representing the kid on one side, and there's another design on the other side that I think just represents like the name of the 
planet or something. Magellus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, the coin that she finds, the side with the kid on it, is all, mm. like, scratched oh, up. It's called an oath coin. An oath coin. An oath yeah, coin. Yeah, and it's all scratched up, which is illegal mm-hmm. to deface the coin. Yeah. But it's all scratched up, just like Two-Face in Batman Forever. You are so right. <laughs> I, I wish this episode ended with, like, Pike throwing a bunch of coins up <laughs> yeah, in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the bad guy falling, getting confused by the coins. Where did those coins come from? I will never stop wondering. They're bat coins. He keeps yeah. them on him. He, he has just, like, you know, like, uh, at yeah. Bingo Halls, how they have the coin thing yeah, on yeah, their on hip. Yeah, the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just yeah. has, uh, like, five of those. He just makes bat change all day. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, I wonder what places accept that as legal tender. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, sure. So back back on the ship, uh, she explains to Pike that it's an oath coin, which is the highest honor in all of Magellus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it appears that the kidnapping must have been an inside job by like her royal guard. I've sworn the oath. Dun, 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 dun. Let's keep the Man of War <laughs> references uh, nowhere. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, Pike says that they'll help protect the first servant in the first servant ceremony to make anything, uh, make sure nothing goes wrong. Yeah. But Laura says that uh, foreign entities and foreign dignitaries are not welcome in the ceremony at all. Pike's like, what about a friend though? Yeah. What, what about what about friends? Are friends allowed? Like, I, I expected him to like like dress in like a civilian uniform at this point. No, right. but like he does. No, he no, just he still his wears Starfleet. his fucking Starfleet uniform but, with on. like a phaser but, 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 inside but, but, and everything. But, but, yeah, we're not yeah. quite there yet. So yeah. uh, back in Med Bay, uh, Spock comes in and he pulls aside Elder Gamal, which is the first servant's father, mm-hmm. and he asks uh, about the weird thing that he found in the ship. He's, He's like, like I, I do you know what the is, fuck this is? I think this is from a human store called Sharper Image. Yeah, yeah, can exactly. You, can you offer some they insight? Have- they have it in uh, what humans call a shopping mall. Uh, they don't have them anymore. They haven't had a sharper image. They went out of business like 15 years ago. No. They? 10 no, years no, no, ago? No. There, there's one at the, the Alderwood Mall here in Washington. No. Yes. No, sharper image is totally yes. out of business. No, there's absolutely. I go oh. to Alderwood often. I do too, or I used to. Uh, yeah, you used to. Yeah. It's, well, no, Sharper Image not... definitely went out. It might be a Brookstone or something. Oh, it's Brookstone. There I'm you sorry. go. Yeah, Bro- Brookstone still. No, they're not. They're totally Sharper the Image same was thing. so much sharper. It was not. It was too. Brook is so much stone stonier. Yeah, exactly. Sharper Image is sharper. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like rock, paper, scissors then. It's. 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 it's Brookstone, <laughs> Sharper Image. And uh, uh, what's what's the card store? Uh, with the with Hallmark. The, yeah, with the Hallmark. Okay, or Papyrus. Papyrus is Papyrus is the one that I meant. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Papyrus, Papyrus, Brookstone, or Sharper Image. That's what we're playing from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, Papyrus sp- crushes. Papyrus covers Brookstone. <laughs> Brookstone smashes Sharper Image. You're but, but Sharper Image punctures Papyrus. Okay. Anyway, so um, Spock is asking about the the sharper image head massager thing, uh-huh. and uh, uh, the fucking Elder Gamal is like, uh, "That's a neural dampener." Yeah. Logic suggests the attackers meant to use it on the boy and his uh, quantum neural implants or whatever. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So first servant says, uh, "Hey." Uh, I like your blue shirt. You must be the science officer. And then starts like just spouting fucking techno babble. He talks specifically about subspace. He's asking questions about subspace. He's asking about specifically about uh, radial polarization in subspace. And then Spock's like, 
there are not many children your age that would be interested in radio polarization. Yeah, and the kid is like, I made my own uh, fucking subspace uh, frequency, and fucking Spock's like, logically, like, subspace that's implies sick. the existence of dom space. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what do you think? What do you think Spock is? Spock's probably a, a is he a verse or a, a sub? He's is definitely it, not a dom. It's a switch. Yeah. Yeah. Switch. It's okay. Verse. Verse. Okay, I could see that. Definitely, that's logical. Being it is a dom, logical. not logical. Fun, not logical. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, yeah, and so Spock's like super impressed with this boy's intelligence. It's 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 a touching moment. So the eve of the first servant's ascension to the throne has arrived. So uh, the lady Alora uh, is there in like a her throne room or something mm-hmm. with like all of her guards there, and she's like. You must present uh, your oath coins and renew your vows of like protection or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they all have to kneel down and hold up their coin, right? But one of the dude's coins is weird. Uh, a guy she's named like, Why is a guy weird? named Kier, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, that appears damaged. Could I take a closer look?" Uh, and he's like, uh, and then starts running and absolutely disintegrates dude, just a dude. Vaporizes this dude, just like, disintegrates, and he turns into like blue mush. And- yeah, yeah. She, he probably points a, a staff weapon at this dude mm-hmm. and blasts him, and he just disappears. And like, I, I was he talking, blasts him with his staff. Yeah, he just blasts him with he his staff. He blasts him hard with and his like, staff. And like, how do you like call the wife of that dude and be like, yeah, he got vaporized today. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I don't know. He's there's nothing left. He's yeah, especially just gone. Yeah, especially on a planet with no disease or suffering and shit. They're like, what? What? Why? Why? Yeah, I mean, oh, there's how did his family's happen? gonna suffer now, right? Definitely. Shit. Yeah. How can there be no suffering? It's a lie, man. You, man, that's you, a lie. you suffer, but why? But why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's what this question, this episode. Napalm asks. Death wrote a, a uh, song about this. This episode. Yeah, like 35 years ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. Crazy, dude. Crazy. Um, so the dude runs out, Kier runs out, uh, and all the guards go after him. Pike included. Pike included and Alora. Uh, um, so he uh, he stops all of them but Pike, and Pike finally like gets the best of him and is pointing a phaser at him. He's like, you got to fucking stop, dog. Mm-hmm. Give it up. And uh, right then, uh, Alora's like, hey, we just want to talk. Um, then he pulls a knife on her, and then they tussle, and she stabs him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it he fucking dies, and and you know he like she was like uh, you were on the the ship to fulfill, uh, or like why were you on that ship? And he's like I was there to fulfill my oath and destroy everything this hell of an Earth stands for, or hell of a planet stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, uh, "Long live the first servant," and like puts a knife to her neck. And then she fucking takes the knife and stabs him in the fucking kidneys or whatever he has there a whole bunch of times. I think it was near the heart. Uh, I think it was on the side. It was like there. He bled it out. Like, it was like up here, though. It was like yeah. nipple area, yeah. nipple zone. It was, it was a side stab for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to uh, the lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Uhura is eating, right? She's eating some gawk, I think. <laughs> you said <laughs> it, it was like spaghetti. spaghetti. No, it was gawk. Definitely okay. gawk. It would be tight uh, if she was eating gawk. Yeah, she loves gawk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, fucking, uh, God, who comes up to her? Uh, it is Samuel. 
Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. It's Samuel a, Kirk. Yeah, it's Samuel Kirk. I didn't write down his name because I thought, oh, I'll remember the mustache man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember the mustache. He's so forgettable. He's very forgettable. He's so forgettable. And so they have like an interchange. He has an exchange, and she's like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just on a uh, uh, quick uh, half-hour break right now from uh, training with Lon. And uh, he's like, uh, you should tell her that you deserve a full hour. And uh, right then, Lon walks up right uh, behind like, him. You can tell her yourself. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm conflict averse. I'm a beta male. And yeah. then he walks away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Beta mustache. Um, so uh, Lon is like, hey, listen, I got like these chips from the crash site. But uh, like. Beta chips. Beta chips. Data uh, chips. Da- beta chips. Beta chips. Uh, they belong to uh, Kirk's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or maybe uh, Barclay. I don't know if he's part of this. Oh, no. Um, so we'll get into Barclay later. Or Barclay will get into people who don't want it. Uh, yeah, in the, in the holodeck. In the holodeck. That dude. Mm. Uh, so uh, Lawn is like, hey, I took some chips from the crash site. And uh, fucking Uhura is like, what? Well, taking things like is against protocol. And... Um, uh, Lawn is like, lesson six of security. So they skipped a bunch here, or a couple. Yeah. She says, lesson six of security is uh, know when to bend the rules. Yeah. Which, fine, whatever. Um, Lawn. And uh, then, then Lawn's like, you need to translate all of these. And she's like, all, all why? And she's like, because like, you're a linguist and the fucking computer can't do it because I broke the rules and taking the chips. Yeah. So I can't log this. So you're, you're just going to fucking do this for But me. then she like, Later on, we find out that Uhura uses the computer to decode the chips anyway. Maybe her personal computer. Maybe yeah, she has know. a but PC, she, Spencer. No, but she, like, plays it in the on the bridge. She, like, plugs the chip in on the bridge <laughs> and, like, uses the computer to... Well, a- a- after they figure it. out that they have something for the captain. But, well, we will get there. Um, so, uh, back in Medbay... Uh, Mbega, a uh, Lubega, sorry. Lubega. Lubega is fascinated with the quantum bio implants on the first servant and, uh, you know, asks the guy how it might maybe, you know, theor- or he asks the kid and to himself, I guess, like how something like this might help his daughter, right? Because mm-hmm. his daughter's stuck in the transport buffer with some, some shit that, you know, is uncurable by human in Starfleet medical technology. It's like singochemia or something. I don't care what Psychochemia. It is. Uh, uh, Moto Psycho is actually yeah yeah Moto Psycho Moto Psycho yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Billy Deluxe so he asks um, Gamal uh, Elder Gamal if he can get the technology but Gamal is like uh, listen dog like Magellus are barred from sharing their medical technology plus like we're not a Federation planet that would like not really be ethical and Mbeg is like uh, I mean even for medical shit and mm-hmm. Gamal's like it be how it be motherfucker yeah. And Mbega's like, don't talk like a black guy. And it was it was a very awkward, awkward scene. It's very awkward. Very awkward. But Elder Gamal, dude has weird lips. I, I couldn't figure out if they were doing something with the makeup to his lips or not, but his lips are fucking weird. They look weird. Interesting. Yeah, he has weird lips. If you're, little, little. if you're listening to this, your lips are dry. Go moisturize them. Think about that. Think about that. So um, we go back to Alora. Um, and Pike, and she's like, hey, I knew Kier for years, and then I had to just fucking kill him. He was a loyal guy. I don't know what the fuck is up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, they're back at her fucking palace or big room or whatever right now. And Pike says, hey, listen, I'll wait here to protect you. Uh, and she's like, you know what? 
you can come inside instead, and mm-hmm. then they, they fuck. fuck. All right, so yeah. this is where we're starting something new in this podcast. We are doing a pike fuck counter. Okay, one. Put one on the board, baby. Well, it's technically two, but don't you dare! Don't you fucking dare! It is implied. Don't you, slept you dare! With that girl in the first episode. N- Im- implication doesn't matter. We don't. No, no. Spock is fucked once. Pike is fucked once. Okay. We've got one on the board for each of the boys, okay? Okay. Okay, this is my board, Spencer. Yeah. My board, my swamp, my rules. Yeah, I'll get out of this swamp, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Let's drain this swamp. Yeah, let's drain Shrek's swamp. No, you don't deserve that. <laughs> He's the deep state. Yeah, Shrek is the deep state. Uh, t- Shrek deep is in Q. mud. Shrek Q. <laughs> Shrek QAnon. All right, so... um. Ogre and on. Uh, immediately after they fuck, uh, we go to pillow talk, and uh, they're they're both naked in the bed talking, mm-hmm. and uh, Pike is like, "Hey, it's real crazy we met again," and she's like, yeah. "It's super unlikely." Yeah, and he's like, he's like being pretty nice. To her. Oh, he's he's, he's like, being he's, super he's, charming, he's, he's and like, he's like resting I, I, his I, head I, on her. I still and... thought about you all the time, or yeah. every now and again, and she's like, "Yeah, me too," mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, uh, he says. Uh, I felt like we both recognized something in each other, and I was ashamed that we never got to follow up on it. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, she's horny uh, for that. But it's hard to know the future. And he's like, or sorry, she says, it's rare to know the future, though. And he says, yeah. it's rare, but some of us get a glimpse. And then he tells her about how he like knows that shit's going to happen to him. So, yeah, years. he says, 10 years, uh, there's going to be an accident, and I'm going to get my shit burnt. Like, it's yeah. going to be... They're gonna turn me into like extra crispy. Like yeah, straight bro. up Starfleet medical straight technology. Up, straight up original recipe. Nah, nah, not no, original no. recipe. Extra, extra crispy. crispy. Not even not you, baked. Not original as, recipe. Yeah. As somebody who worked at KFC, let me tell you what ex- extra crispy is. You know mm. what they do? It's double dredged. You've, we've you talked you, about this. You a dip it, times. and you put it in the flour, and you dip it again. Mm-hmm. Put it in the flour again. Yeah, it's it's just double, double dredged. Double awesome. Dip. Yeah, double dip that shit. Double dip that shit. So he's like, yeah, they're uh, they're turning me into a Popeyes franchise in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. And Alora's like, they're hey, turning me into a Seven Eleven Rolly. Hell yeah, <laughs> ten years. Hell yeah, <laughs> fucking keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Um, so yeah. Alora's like, hey, uh, like our doctors on this planet can do fucking anything, and like there's no way like you'd remain fucked up if you stayed here. But, but you, you have to stay here and live here our way. And he's like, oh, yeah, science, service, and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, yeah, the future is still very far away. She's like, you know, you'd be welcome here, though. You'd be mm-hmm. welcome here if you want to stay and be a fucking Magellus, whatever. What's, mm-hmm. I don't think they ever say the name of their race. They're just the people from Magellus. Uh, they're the Magellans. The Magellans. They're, they're, I don't like that. They're Jellin. Like they're Jellin. Yeah, I I hate. Uh, yeah. I I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's fine for like the name of a star system. For a name of a planet, no. If they're actually called the Magellans, I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we go back to Laon in Ahura, and I think they're in Ahura's quarters or something. And Ahura has figured out uh the the chips and figured out what they mean and like you know. Uh, um, yeah, and it's something wild. Yeah. Uh, Laan says they should take it to the captain after looking at it, and Ahura 
And then she's like, uh, but it's yours. You should present these findings to the captain. Which I wonder if it was her trying to throw Ahura under the bus because La'on was the one who stole the chips in the first place. Yeah, th- I was wondering that too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, La'on's a bitch. Eh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I would go that far. I think La'on is fine. She's I think she's being fine. a little snarky here. Yeah, she's she's like she she's that person at work who like tells everything to the bosses. She's a, mm. she's definitely she's like a narc. She's a narc and a brown noser. She's a she's a cop, dude. We we mm. talked about this yeah. in the last episode. Yeah. She's Secur- definitely a cop. all security officers officers are bastards. Yeah, Worf's a bastard. I don't You're give a definitely, fuck. Definitely. Sorry, definitely. Yar was a bastard. I mean, he doesn't have parents, right? Dude, Which makes yeah. him kind of a bastard. Dude, right? the, I, I'd say the tar monster is like a working class hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, yeah. nice. Wow. And the the tar monster is like a, a Christopher Dorner of that universe. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Um. So. Um. Where were we? So back at Medbay, Lou Bega comes in with some food for the first servant and uh, finds his daughter. A little daughter. bit of snacking just for you. Yeah. A little bit of Cheetos. How about you? I don't. I, I'm I don't stuck know. at this. I don't care. Yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to my notes. Yeah, not lose them. Um, so. so the kid, the first servant, he's playing with the daughter. He's playing with the daughter, and uh, with some noble gases, he's made some rings from the noble gases in the atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. Made it into like a hopscotch. Yeah, type pretty of thing. pretty much. And she's jumping through them, and she's Lube- having fun. Yeah, and Lubeg is like, "Hey, daughter, you shouldn't be up." So he picks her you up. You can't and, have fun. Yeah, he picks her not up. Not allowed. Put on, puts her on the chair, and she's like, "But dad, I was having fun." And uh, Lou Bega looks over to the kid, and he's like, hey, you little bitch, how'd you find fucking where my daughter was? And the kid's like, well, I just thought of places I would have hidden, mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, what? All right, whatever. The kid is is portrayed as, like, very clever. He's very clever. Uh, Extremely clever. Yes. R slash I'm very smart. He's mm-hmm. a Mensa member, definitely. Yeah, he listens. he's going to listen to Tool when he's older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so daughter asks, like, uh, do I have to go back into the transport buffer? And Lou Beg is like, uh, yeah, but not for too much longer, because he's he's banking on. Fucking... He says maybe not for much. Yeah, because he he really wants to get this goddamn medical technology. He does, but he's trying to set those expectations reasonably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Mbega tells uh little kid uh, first servant to keep her a secret. Uh, and then right immediately after she transports away, First Servant's dad comes in and asks what's going on. Uh, it was being loud in here, and uh, Bega's like, eh, nothing. And uh, he's like, uh, you were showing off, weren't you? And then takes the fucking kid. Yeah. So back on the bridge, uh, Pike asks what's so urgent because he's been hailed to the bridge by La'on and Ahura. And Ahura's like, I think we found something. Shows him the chips that she mm-hmm. translated. Um, she she's- says... Yeah, well, but she says, like, hey, the language that is being spoken here, mm-hmm. it comes from the same root as the language being spoken on the planet. So this Correct. is not an alien colony. This is an offshoot of the people that live on this planet. Of, so, of, so it is a colony offshoot of Magellus. So these right. people came from Magellus yeah. in the first place. So totally. So they were lying to and, you. And, and this is a shitty planet, too. Like, yeah. this is barely Class it's, M. It's barely it's, No, no, it's L-Class. Oh, was it L-Class? I L didn't catch class that. Planet. Okay. Harsh well, that's, that's a fucking taking an L there. Yeah, yeah, so it's barely livable, and so there's no reason people would want to be here because Magellus is fucking beautiful. It's verdant. It's like a goddamn utopian paradise. No, no it's not. They, they've got like these like floating 
So the the planet of Magellus is an, is a is a is a volcanic volcanic planet. Right. There's lava everywhere, but they have these like floating garden ship things that they live in. Yeah. It looks like Bioshock so, Infinite. So, if you ever so, played that game. So the place where they live on the planet is an absolute utopia. For sure, but it's like but suspended above the the right. lava. Um. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll, we'll get to the lava because they talk about. But the the, lava. the place where. The other planet, though, is like super harsh. L class, mm-hmm. loser class, definitely starring uh, Jason Biggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, uh, where are we here? We so Pike says there must be a reasonable explanation for all of this. Why, <clears throat> you know, these people are from Magellus, all that. So, yeah. Uh, we bo- go back to Mbega once again, and uh, he says that the first servant and his dad are have just like suddenly left the medical bay. And uh, they have gone to the transporter room, and they're trying to get transported back to the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they beam out while the shields are down. Uh, well, just Pike goes down there to try to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like as soon like... as soon as he gets there, he's like, "Hey, you can't go." Boom, they're gone. Yeah, and they, uh, they... and he's like, and he asks the fucking transporter chief, like, "Why? What the fuck?" And the guy's like, "I didn't do that. Uh, they must have beamed out while our shields were down." Um, and so they see, and he's like, okay, fucking scan ships. Cause some, something must've beamed them. So yeah. they find that there is a, uh, a battle cruiser with its shields up that is running away. And yeah. he's like, all right, uh, fucking deploy a tractor beam. Um, so they deploy a tractor beam and the ship tries to go into warp, uh, that they're chasing the battle cruiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, they explain that the stress that the, um, the uh, tractor beam has placed on them versus the them trying to warp has created created such a stress imbalance that if they uh, don't let go of the tractor beam and the true cruiser is still trying to warp away, it will explode. And they're like, "Well, we don't want to harm them, so like, so let's like release them, release it." But whatever. then they explode anyway. They explode anyway with the with presumably the first servant on it, mm-hmm. and, and so, like elder elder what's his name he gets beamed back. Elder Gamar, yeah. Elder Gamar, he gets beamed back. Uh, yeah, and weird he, he, lips, man. Yeah, he gets beamed back for like no reason, but yeah, we're like, what? Why did that happen? So, um, uh, we go immediately. They're still on the bridge, and Alora is uh, talking to them on the view screen, and she is fucking pissed. She's like, "How the fuck could you let this happen? Like, if the first servant doesn't ascend to the throne, our planet is fucked. Because the way our planet works, even though it looks great." It is nothing but basically a lava planet, and we are floating on this lava, and if the first servant doesn't ascend to the throne, the lava underneath where we live will rise up and destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pike... Uh, Pike's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. how can one child do that? And then she just hangs up on him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, okay, yeah. well... <laughs> yep. And so Pike uh, asks his crew, like, how the fuck was the kid beamed away? And uh, Uhura says that they needed, uh, they would have needed full bio patterns uh, in order to do so. Specifically, I want to note that, like, mm-hmm. in this scene, Pike says, quote, how the hell did that cruiser beam those them off, beam the first servant off of my ship? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I like that he addressed the, the crew, like, Angrily, I yeah. think that's the first time I've, I've, we've seen him get like up, like upset a little bit. Like it wasn't a lot at, at, but at it, the crew. Yeah, but it was like it was like a thing. He wasn't like upset at the crew. He was more just like, "How the hell did this happen?" Disappointed dad. Like he was dad, upset. Yeah. He was like, mm-hmm. "What happened? Mm-hmm. Like how did this happen?" 
Yeah. Um, which we haven't seen that from him yet. Yeah. So, so her says uh, that to beam away as fast as they did, they would have needed full bio patterns. And it turns out that Elder Gamal accessed both his child's and his uh, full bio patterns right before they tried to warp away. Yeah, remember so, how he was like being really insistent that mm-hmm. they did a scan of the kid? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and now and now Gamal is back on the ship, so they're like straight to the brig. Yeah. What what the fuck? 1000 years brig. Mhm. Um and uh so yeah, right before they send him to the brig though, Laon lays out lesson 7 on us, mm-hmm. which uh which is leave no stone unturned. And she's mm-hmm. like, "Congratulations, Ahura, you passed lesson 7." Uh, leave no stone unturned, which is the one that Pike told her to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And then Laon reveals that usually uh, she makes uh, people learn this lesson by actually like having to turn over physical stones. Yeah, which I'm it's, like, that's okay, some, that, that's that's that that's something. Okay, sound like a pain though. Um, so Gamal is about to say something when Spock says uh, he needs to show something to Pike. Yeah, uh, Spock says that the child uh, has sent a distress signal. On his own subspace frequency. Yeah. He's uh, like, remember when I was talking to that kid about subspace? Well, mm-hmm. he told me he has a, a frequency. Yep. Uh, and he says, uh, maybe he wasn't even ever on the combat cruiser that blew up. So they do a scan and uh, figure out that he's in a pod in the hallway of the Enterprise, which is just littered with bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, so they open up the pod. Yeah, this was a funny one because like they just go into a random hallway and there's like a bunch of crates in a hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why aren't they in like a a cargo bay? Why are they just in the hallway? And it's very clear it's just the hallway set mm-hmm. from earlier. And yes. it's like, well, I guess they just didn't want to build another set. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, these this shit costs like eight to ten million an episode. You gotta save on sets. You know, you can only buy so many like tube lights with like clear walls, like mm-hmm. opaque walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that must cost a lot. Um, yeah. So uh, he's in a pod on the Enterprise. They open up the pod, and uh, the kid's like, oh, I need to get the as- to the Ascension to the throne immediately because N- Magellus needs me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're like... Pike's like, All right. sure. Yeah, okay, we'll send Let's you down. Get you to the get, you, get you on that throne, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You're going to sit on that throne. Mm-hmm. Um... So they say, uh, just is Ma- the first servant serves Magellus. All of Magellus serves him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're down on the planet now, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, uh, Pike, Pike is there yeah. with Alora. Yeah, and, and, and Pike, the kid. And Pike asks Alora about um, prospect set or profit, profit, prospect, profit. I don't know. I think it, I fucking hate autocorrect when typing notes a million miles a minute. Uh, so Pike and Alora talk about. Profit seven, I think. I think it's prospect seven. Whatever, prospect, profit, something. I don't know. The colony. Uh, yeah, and Alora like immediately goes quiet. She obviously knows something. Yeah. So back on the ship, Elder Gamal is in the brig uh, for kidnapping his child, basically. Yep. Says uh, the neural dampener uh, that they found earlier, the thing with fucking uh, sharper image thing, was um, mm-hmm. meant to make the first servant unable to fulfill his duties. Yeah. Uh, Gamal says in doing so, in doing what he did, he violated all of his principles for his child. Yeah. Because he uh, wanted to save him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. we go back down to the planet, um, mm-hmm. back down to uh, fucking uh, Magellus. 
and Pike and, and Alora and Kid mm-hmm. are all at this big ceremony. Everybody's yeah, the like ascension happy, to the chamber. And the this is like the, the pre-party. And mm-hmm. uh, so they say, uh, Alora says that they're taking the child to the sacred chamber. But, uh, oh, yeah. and usually only Magellus, Magellans, whatever these people are called, uh, only them are allowed in because it is such a sacred Magellers. Mag- yeah, Magellers. Let's go for that. Yeah. Um, but Pike will be allowed in as like the first person because he saved the kid's life pretty mm-hmm. cool huh pretty cool and i was the, like okay and then, what, what do you mean like what are we doing here yeah and then the kid is like hey pike i want you to see be there when i ascend and uh so that was a good kid voice thank you have to bring that back no thank you um so uh then they go back up we go back up to the bridge and like um they're Spock's like, uh, shit, we need to fucking like save that kid, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, uh, contact Pike. And they're like, the, the planet's sending energy pulses that make it impossible to contact him. And he's like, we got all interference, right, baby. we're going to beam down then. And they're like, well, those same, uh, pulses prevent us from beaming down. So, boned. yeah, they can't do fucking anything. They can take a shuttle down. They really think they, they could. Uh, I mean, they didn't yeah, do that. They did. That's, That's fine. True. That's fine. Maybe maybe the energy pulses would have prevented you know, the shovel, shuttle too. I'll be honest, like I mm-hmm. don't really have a whole lot of logistical complaints with this episode. Which, Me like, neither. Is that that is a, a point in their credit because that is one thing that like I pay attention to and, right. and do gripe with, and when, I, like they don't so, actually do it correctly. Uh, and you know, I think yeah, we're good, we're good. Come on, um, but like. This one is is really tight in in the sense that they like they do give explanations for the stuff that needs it and the stuff that doesn't. They don't spend too much time on it. Mm-hmm. It's really like you mentioned earlier. Like it is pretty tightly written. Yeah, I I think the, a big reason for that though is they don't really rely on any underlying Trek lore for this episode. They're doing no fan service. They're referencing nothing really from any previous episodes or really any previous Trek other than common techno babble and shit. Yeah, that's true. But they they give su- sufficient motivation for the characters, and they they yeah. put them in situations that make sense, and it's not right. too stupid. But which it's is a, nice. yeah, what I'm saying though is like they're not handicapped by trying to fit it into a certain box of Trek before or Trek after. And that is a hard place to be. It is. It is. Yeah. And you know, and so yeah, credit to the writers. But you know, this this wasn't the most complicated thing. Like the last episode, they had to work in so many plot points from TOS that. I was very impressed with how they wrote Spock Amok. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one, they don't really have any lore that they have to rectify or work Ooh, with. Rectify. Indeed. Um, so, uh, uh, we go back to the sacred chamber, and Pike and Laura and the kid are there. So they're, like, under the city at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, in this weird, it's like... It's so goth. It's a sick-ass place. It looks like an industrial, like, bar it's, kind of, I don't know. it's huge though it's huge it's, it's like huge this, it's, like this huge it's cavernous cavernous thing and there's like lava in the distance and there's like all these like orange wires coming out of a throne right mm-hmm. and pike's like what's going on here and then like the the first guard or whatever is carrying away a stretcher with like a tiny it's, body it's on a, it it's a basket so so they have yeah. a basket and uh, it's there's a blanket covering whatever's in the basket and they bring it up to the uh, the first servant and the first servant like looks at it like, and obviously he's like starting to get cold feet. Like he's like, oh no. He's like, Ugh. he doesn't say anything though. And um, and so the the guards like take the basket past the kid, and like uh, right up to Alora and Pike. And for some reason. 
they remove the blanket from the head and it's like a dead child. Mm-hmm. That looks like the fucking uh, what was it? The sloth uh, one guy from uh, from the movie Seven. You know. Oh sure, yeah. The guy who they made do heroin or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, um, uh, Pike's like, "Whoa, what the?" It's kind of like Bat Boy a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So Pike's like, "Yo, what the fuck? Uh, you can't do this." And uh, Alora's like, "The first cho- uh, servant chooses to do it freely, and we honor his sacrifice." Uh, and then they put the kid in a big fucking electric chair, basically. And they strap him in. And Pike's like, no, you can't fucking do this. So he tries to get past the guards, and the guards like, like, no, you're not going. So they get into a big fight. And they overpower Pike, and then a uh, bunch of wires go into the kid's face and start, like, fucking electrifying the kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Pike gets knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um... Mike wakes up in bed. In Alora's bed again. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Do you think she fucked him while he was knocked out? Well, she definitely touched his balls, that's for sure. Yeah, do you think she shaved his balls? That'd be interesting. Do you think you have to shave your balls on Magellus, or do you think you just get Do to... you think that in the future you have to shave your balls? Do that's you a great... you just like set some kind of setting in your well, shower that will well, just take care of that for you? Well, no, so they don't have showers in the future. Right. In, in Star Trek, they have sonic showers. Son- well, yeah, in the and sonic so, shower. Yeah. So I imagine they have like some kind of sonic hair removal. Like They, yeah. they have to have figured that out in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, waxing can't still exist then. I hope not. I hope shaving still doesn't exist. That'd yeah, be that'd be bad. Be bad. If, if, if so, I don't want the future. I don't want the Star Trek future. Um, so, um, he's in Laura's bed, and uh, he's like, whoa, what the fuck? We're uh, shit, uh, what'd you do did to you the boy? F- did you fondle my balls? Uh, <laughs> did you shave my balls? He, what was happening here? He's like, uh, what did you do to the boy? And she's like, is that what you call it? And like, <laughs> Um, so he asked what she did to the boy and she says, uh, she didn't want to hurt Pike, uh, but the ascension was absolutely necessary to their planet. Now it is complete. So Pike may go. Uh, but, uh, she hopes that he won't. And he's like, um, he's uh, like, how can you like tell me there's no suffering on your planet when it's all based on the suffering of a child? He says, he says he's, uh, he's going to go back into the chamber and, uh, fucking free the child. And she's like, uh, doing that would, and severing the connection would only prove to kill him. So, no matter what, it's and kill a loose... everybody else on like the yeah. floating ships or whatever. So it's a classic trolley problem. Mm-hmm. It's so, a trolley problem. Episode. Well, I mean, but I mean, that's not even a trolley if it's going to kill everybody, including the child. Mm. Like that—that's a trolley that splits into two trolleys and runs over everybody. Um, yeah, but it's either like let the kids suffer, uh, and that's one of the paths, or mm-hmm. the other path is free the kid and kill everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, he asks, like, why Why the fuck do you have to do this? Why does it have to be a child? And she's, uh, Alora she's, says... She's like, LOL, I don't know. The ancestors built it that yeah. way. She says, serving Magellus is his destiny. Um, and we don't know what the machine does, but it needs the neural connections of a child to operate. Uh, we've tried for centuries to find alternatives, but we have found nothing. It needs a child, and no matter what, we're fucked. Pike is mad that yeah. the, the whole civilization is founded on the suffering of a child. And he's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you say that there's no suffering on this planet when it's all fucking founded on the suffering of a child? And, I like how I said exactly that just a minute ago. Well, yeah, but you skipped a lot of stuff. Um, so she says, why would you say that no child suffers for the benefit of your federation? Mm. That no child lives in poverty or squalor, while those who enjoy abundance look away. The only difference is we don't look away. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was great. 
That was great writing. Sure. Really liked yeah. that whole thing. That's why I wrote down the whole thing. And I asked thought it, pause. I thought it was fun that they mm. didn't waste any time explaining the way the machine works. They're just like, we don't know. That's mm. how it works, and we can't figure out a way. Even though, like, you think about that enough, you're like, man, they could move to another planet. They mm. have space flight. Clearly, other people left their planet and formed another colony because they were upset about the decision mm-hmm. to run their civilization off of this. Right. And I also like that they didn't explore that too much. It's just like it is left for you to understand like, oh, clearly people didn't agree with like how they were doing this. And so they left the planet mm-hmm. to live on a worse planet because they didn't agree with how the the populous planet was doing it. Yeah. And it kind of addresses that a little bit uh, at the yeah. very end with uh, Mbega here. So... Um... So Pike says to Alora that he's going to go ahead and report this to Starfleet and mm-hmm. that he's going to do something about it. And she's like, listen, you don't have any fucking jurisdiction here. We are not a Federation planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so go get fucked. And yep. Pike immediately beams back to the Enterprise and Alora cries because she ain't getting that dick no mo. Ain't getting that dick no more. So we go back to Lubega and uh, he's looking at a tablet. Uh, of like his uh, child's disease or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Gamal asks to speak to him. Um, Beg is like, I hear you've requested transfer to Prophet 7. Um, uh, because, th- and he's like, why is that? And he's like, well, they tried to help me save my child. And uh, that was just the right thing to do. Uh, Gamal says he'll walk through uh, what uh, he knows about uh, Mbega's daughter's disease. And although not a cure, it would be the first step in a cure. And Beg is pretty happy about this. It, I, I actually liked that they gave this a little, I mean, I don't really like this plot line at all, but yeah. the way they advanced it in this episode was actually pretty responsibly done. I it thought. was as well done as you could have mm-hmm. done it. I still think, yeah, I agree. I still think the plot line's a dumb idea. It's yeah. goofy. And, and I, I just don't agree with whatever. like this older transport buffer technology somehow being superior to transport buffer technology or just like him being allowed to do that yeah and, especially <laughs> since it's like a somewhat open secret it's like kind, what no it's not even an, there's only one other person who knows about it which is una yeah and like but in this but episode she's number one on the ship almost like, almost part of the conspiracy yeah but almost two people walked in on him talking to his daughter in this episode both yeah. both gamal and nurse, nurse chapel, chapel. Yeah, yeah which is like fucking be more careful guy like is there a lock on that goddamn door Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then in the final scene, we, uh, go back to Pike and he's just looking out a window at, uh, presumably Magellus and its son and, uh, having a glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. Captioning by CBS. Captioning by CBS. what do you think of this episode, Spencer? Uh, this is a surprisingly, like, it's, it's a surprisingly straight-laced episode. Like, yeah. it is very straightforward. It mm-hmm. is... Two main plot lines and then a third sl- subplot, mm-hmm. but it all ties together. They're all wrapped up by the end. It's, mm-hmm. It is, I think, the most episodic episode they have done yet. Um, uh, I'd say the Gorn one was also very episodic. That's true. That is yeah. true. This one is like very, very episodic though, and like I liked that. And I also liked that they played it completely straight the whole yeah. time. There's there's very little, if any, attempts at humor in this episode. It, very there, true. There's it, it's there's, very there was. I, I didn't even have a fucking soy line, dude. No. I had no like, soy lines. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for him. I was like, oh, the oh, the Ron's about to talk. And the, she said something reasonable. I'm like, no. The only one that came close was um, uh, Ortega's was like, when they were chasing one of the ships, she was like, I'm going to show them that we're bigger. 
it, but like that's that that wasn't even that bad in that context. No, like it kind of it worked and it was yeah. chill. Like I don't know. I feel like this one was like a really well done episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to see more episodes. I, this wasn't my favorite episode. Yeah, but me, like, me neither. But like, but like I really I like how more, it was done. Yeah, I want to yeah. see more episodes done in this style. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's, that's a, I, a strong direction for the show. Right. So, uh, like, what I liked most about it definitely was not too many plots. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't too interconnected. That was really with everything. nice. And then, like, like mm-hmm. I said before, like that was my biggest complaint about the last episode was how many plots that they did. Yeah, and like having one that just focused on one story, really, with some stories to support it. But it's really just that one story. And like, they did a really good job at that. They, it's it's not the quickest paced episode, but I I like that it's slower paced. Like the the pacing, I also think has been like kind of all over the place with this show. So seeing mm-hmm. it just be like, hey, you know, it's a slowly paced episode. We're gonna take our time and really tell this story. Yeah, they did a really solid job with that. I f- I feel like this is a a very solid. The the show continues to surprise and it continues to successfully tell Star Trek stories this was a morality tale in space yeah i'd i'd give it um eight out of ten good episode yep. i would good give episode. it a uh, four out of five okay so but, the yeah. same i would give excellent. it the same yeah excellent yeah. uh yeah that was uh Pretty solid that was all the new trek for this week it's all um, the new trek i uh man it's weird that we made this um this podcast intending to just like shit all over new trek and like i have been I mean, disappointed in the fact that we don't get to do that, but not disappointed in I mean, Star Trek Strange. I feel like we've had some legitimate complaints. With the oh, we show. have, we have. And, but, and I, I like. I, I but really... all in all, I like what they're doing. Yeah, I would say same. I've I've been enjoying watching it, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're doing a really good job. And like, I, I it is nice though to have a space to be like, hey, this doesn't work. This does work. Mm-hmm. This doesn't work. This does work. This is an episode where I feel like. Most, if not everything that they did in this episode worked, mm-hmm. which was really good. And they had a really consistent tone throughout the whole episode. It was a That's very, true. like, it was a consistent, like, dramatic tone. It was definitely, like, it was the, the episode that felt the most like TNG so far in the sense that, like, when TNG did a serious story, uh, it would take yeah. its time with a serious story. And, I, like, I'd say something after season two, though. It correct. didn't feel like yeah. an earlier season TNG no, at all. No, it didn't. But, like, like a later... TNG's serious episode. It felt like in the same kind of cadence as that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, pretty cool. Well, Wait. let's move on. Uh, but before we move on, yes, it's time for Klingon Word, Word of, of the, the Day. Klingon word of the day is brought to you by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. No, that <laughs> is getting cut out. I'm cutting out this whole section now. <laughs> um, no, today's real Klingon word of the day, brought to you by Klingon.wiki, um, is nook. What does nook mean? Uh, nook and nookdu. Uh, so nook means nipple, and nookdu means nipples so it's like hey baby let me get a slurp slurp on those nook too yeah that's a good way to get arrested (laughs) i mean i wasn't you 
say that to a stranger. <laughs> Maybe you don't. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you getting arrested, Spencer. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, fair. Thanks for cl- clarifying. But yeah. that's what we got uh, for Klingon. Hell yeah. Word of the day. We love them Klingons. I think it's time for us. To, so, you know, uh, we, we like to to watch a bonus episode when we don't have another episode of New Trek to listen mm-hmm. to watch, right? Oh. Um, and so the the way we find a bonus episode yep. um, is we have a list of every Star Trek episode, a televised episode of a televised Star Trek series. Um, it's eight. We, ju- we just choose a random number. Yeah, and, and so and- it's it's eight hundred and twenty episodes. Mm-hmm. So we choose a number between one and eight hundred and twenty, mm-hmm. and then we watch that episode. And we talk about it. So today's uh, number. Mm-hmm. Ooh, actually, I, ooh, ooh, ah, I lost it. Ah, cool. ooh, uh, sorry. It's like. Seven eight hundred something. Uh, I believe, yeah. So it's the like eight hundred one or something. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I didn't write it down. Um, but anyways, the the episode that we're talking about today is Star Trek Lower Decks mm-hmm. season two, episode eight. I excretus. Let's talk about Trek, baby. Those lower decks, baby. Let's talk about all the bad times, all the punchlines that may be. Let's talk about Trek. I love that one. That one's punchy and short. Oh, yeah. And here we are on the bridge of the Cerritos to oh. talk about uh, uh, do, Star the, Trek Lower The Decks. Doritos. Yeah, the Star Trek. The, the Cooler Ranch. USS, USS Cooler Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, we are watching Lower Decks, uh, Season 2, Episode 8. I Excretus, released on September 30th, 2021. Written by Ann Kim, who uh, wrote a bunch of uh, high school musical, the series. Yeah. And also The New Girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, directed by Kim Arndt, who has directed several episodes of Solar Opposites, Mike McGann's other show. Uh, uh. And then uh, the cartoons Big Mouth and Little Big Awesome. Okay. I've never heard of the last one. You yeah, me neither. Yeah. So anyways, this one was a little hard to keep straight because I have not watched more than the first two episodes of Lower Decks. And I, I couldn't remember the character names, so I had to like... Mm-hmm look it up and then go back and re-edit all of my notes so fair, fair. to have the correct character names because mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's a little bit confusing but anyways mm-hmm. um so this this episode is relatively short i think we can get through it pretty quick it's like um, 20 minutes yeah 23 minutes i think something mm-hmm. like that um so mariner which is kind of the main character on the yeah. show yeah she's uh, uh she's like an ensign she's yeah she lives in the lower decks and her and mom's the captain her mom is the captain Uh-oh. which we're not sure how that works. That, but, uh, that seems whatever. like such a weird conflict of interest that I'm sure they've addressed poorly. Uh, uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. We haven't watched it, so we can't really say. So, anyways, uh, it starts off right. Mm-hmm. the 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 lower decks crew, the four like main lower decks crew, they're repairing a starship like outside in space, a satellite, a satellite mm-hmm. outside in space. Their main ship warps away to help another ship that's caught in a time loop. The USS Bakersfield. And they're like, oh shit, well, they can't possibly be gone that long. I'm sure mm-hmm. it'll be fine. So the ship comes back six hours later, mm-hmm. beams them aboard. They're all like cold. Ha ha. That's the joke. They're cold. Yep. Uh, cut to intro credits. And they throw blankets on them. Throw blankets you know? on them. Cut to intro credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that was bad i like that they keep with the uh uh the cold opens of the show so they do i like that they do the same yeah structure, yeah that was just like not a not a funny fun. joke 
Oh yeah, I don't think the joke no. worked. No, the joke didn't land, and it was joke like, didn't land. what, what, what kind of starship captain would literally just leave those people? Why didn't they beam them back aboard and so take off? They do reference that later in the episode. Oh, do they? Uh, they do. Yeah, I don't um, recall that. So, uh, after the intro, mm-hmm. we cut to Mariner, and she's fighting with the senior staff about leaving them behind. They mm-hmm. go, they kind of go back and forth about it, yeah. and she's claiming that they see the lower decks crew as expendable, and they're like. Well, what do you mean? Um, no, that's not the case. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and then so the mom, Captain Mom, is like, a Starfleet drill instructor is coming to test the crew today. And you're going to do well because blah, blah, blah. You're just going to do it. And so everybody in the crew goes to like a, a cargo bay of some sort. Mm-hmm. And the instructor is Pandronian. And she yep. can split her body into three parts. And basically what that means is like her torso and legs and head can float around independently. She's a Rick and Morty character. She's a Rick and Morty character. She's 100% a Rick and Morty character, and her name is Shari Yin-Yem. Yep. Uh, Shari Yin-Yem. Which is a name. It's a name. Yeah. Um, So, as soon as they go into the the, cargo bay or whatever, she's like, look, Lower Decks is going to be in command of the ship, Mm -hmm. and uh, like bridge crew, they're gonna be in the lower decks. A real freaky Friday. We're gonna switch everything up, and so then all the crew gets tasked to go into these like little like hollow deck things. Yeah, little hollow suites. Little hollow suites to like uh, do these like uh, tests. Yeah, right? basically testing them at their job functions. Correct. Yeah. Um. So. Bridge crew feels very confident about this. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, this is going to be easy. And yeah. then the lower decks are like, fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to show them that we know how to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so Mariner goes first. She gets put into a mirror universe situation. Yes. Where she is tasked with uh, figuring out what's going on and escaping, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is sneaking around a Terran Empire ship, which we love to see the Terran Empire. That's a great reference. It, it's fine. You know, um, we don't love to see the Terran Empire, Spencer. Did you fascists. watch Did uh, yeah? Did you watch fucking the, like Discovery season one? The Terran. Yeah, come on. We don't love to see the Terran Empire. Hey, I mean, the Terran Empire are fun though. We've seen them in, in they, Star Trek before. They can be. They can be a real bad storyline though. Yeah, but there's also some pretty great episodes of uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine featuring the Terran True. Empire. True. I'm just saying. Just saying. Anyways. Uh, she's she's exploring around the ship, which introduces my favorite joke of the episode, mm-hmm. which are two people walking down the hallway, and the <laughs> the first guy just says, "Nothing makes me hornier than torturing someone." Yeah. The other guy's like, "Oh yeah, but then after you torture for a while, you just get so horny for more torture." Yeah, which and like, which was like the only time I laughed out loud at that, and that, honestly, just the best joke in the episode. Most of the jokes, I'll say right up front, did not land for me. They didn't land, but they also didn't exactly make me cringe. Most of the jokes I thought were fine. So here's my problem with Lower mm-hmm. Decks, at least in the episodes that I've seen. I found the characters to be irritating. Yes. And this episode, the characters are not particularly irritating. True, true. Like, they definitely have toned down. I still think that the main character is kind of irritating, but they've definitely toned them down, or at least they did in this episode. So, yeah. like, although the jokes didn't entirely land for me outside of this one and a couple others, mm-hmm. but, I like, I didn't also... I wasn't also groaning at the jokes, which is yeah. nice. At the same time, like I feel like a lot of what they do in the show is just like, hey, let's just make a reference. That'll people will laugh at that. And I'm like, no, no, you need to like make it there needs to be a punchline. There needs to be a twist to a joke or like some kind of subversion. Like you can't yeah. just like fucking make a reference and expect people to laugh just because they get your reference. That's that's exactly what those fucking those shitty, you know, spoof films do. 
They don't have Ooh, any jokes. They just have epic references. Epic movie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, remember we, the we Spartans. All, all we that all shit. have an epic movie inside of us. Yeah. Um, inside you are two epic movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so uh, she fails her test when she salutes uh, the Terran uh, Empire's version of Boimler, mm-hmm. uh, who's another main character from Lower Decks, yeah. um, with her left hand. And he's like, ah, you saluted me with your left hand. You're not... You're fake, blah blah blah, and then so she she fails because because she's right-handed in you know in she's supposed to be left-handed in that universe instead of right-handed. Because uh, when you go to the mirror universe, I guess you switch your dominant hand. Oh, uh, okay. I don't I don't get it. Okay, but so, but uh, noted um, people in the Terran uh, Empire still have the the com badge on their left side. Interesting. So hmm. hmm, suspect. Not entirely mirrored, are they? No. Um. So we cut to uh, Tendi. Who yeah, chicken tendies. Chicken tendy, who is like the science officer, mm-hmm. uh, alien girl. Who, uh, yeah, she. I think she's like uh, going to be medical or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, medical. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So she gets tasked with helping a Klingon commit suicide after he breaks his back, which Sick. is a reference to a TNG episode in which that happens with Worf. Um. Um. There's also an episode of uh, Deep Space Nine. Correct. There's also yeah. another episode of Deep Space Nine about Where, that. Uh, yeah, Worf's brother tries to get him to kill him because he's uh, lost his honor because Correct. he's been removed from the House of Moog. But this one is a, is a pretty direct reference to that TNG episode where Worf breaks his back and then asks, uh, I think it was P- Riker to kill him? Was that it sounds right. I, I don't actually remember. Um, anyways, and he's like, oh, you got to kill me. And she's like, oh, but I could just like help you. Yeah, and he uses hypo spray on you. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, no. And then she fails that pretty much immediately because mm-hmm. she didn't kill him. Um, yep. So, cool. Uh, they do they do a joke at the end of that where they're like, time of life is 1720. <laughs> it's not a bad joke. It's, it's, it was it's fine. fine. Time was of fine. life is fine. It was fine. That, that mm-hmm. wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we cut to Mariner again. Mm-hmm. Um, this time she gets sent to an Old West time period. Yep. And right. she fails it pretty much immediately when she gets thrown off of her horse and then trampled by the horse. Yeah, well, she's uh, told she needs to survive as a wanted man. Mm. She's like an outlaw. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she just gets fucked by the horse. Just pretty much immediately. Mr. Hands style. Mis- yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hands style. Straight up. Exactly. Well, mi- not exactly Mr. Hands style, but... Exactly Mr. Hands style, uh, Spencer. Exactly. No, we don't. Not. We don't get to see it, but I thought about it. Okay. It's my headcanon. Fair, fair. Continue. So we cut to Rutherford, um, who's Mr. Cyborg. Yep. Mr. Cyborg has, he's the chief engineer of a starship in Correct. his uh, simulation. He has to emper- enter the warp core to fix a breach. And mm-hmm. he fails when he can't open the door because the door handle is hot. Mm-hmm. And he keeps on trying to grab it, and it's not a very good joke. It's he's not, like, ah, yeah. hot. And he keeps on trying to, ah, hot. Yeah. Like, no. And it, yeah, it just uh, doesn't work. No. So, anyways, cut to Boimler. He's on a Borg ship, and he's tasked with getting away, escaping mm. a Borg ship. Mm-hmm. He easily beats it with a 79% score. So, so this actually was probably my favorite plot in the whole no, episode. No, same, same. Like this it, was my it, it wasn't that well. funny, but it was a good idea. But it was a good idea, and it was oh. iterated on well. And like, I, I, I also really like, uh, what's his face, Swayze, who does Boimler's voice. Uh, he plays Jack on The the Boys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He's a good character. Yeah. Uh, so he easily beats it, and mm. then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to redo this so I can get a higher score. Yeah. So he starts redoing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to to Mariner, and she gets put into a situation where everyone has a virus that removes sexual inhibitions, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. naked time. 
Uh, she walks through the ship, and there's a bunch of visual gags with mm-hmm. people being naked and trying to fuck each other. And, 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 being... and so I actually liked the reference they used for this because they said uh, it was due to polywater intoxication, mm-hmm. which is a reference to, like, the fourth episode of uh, TOS. Yeah. It's like a super old episode. Yeah, that is, that is a super old episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... They do that, uh, and she's like, oh, fuck this. I don't want to see everyone naked. And so she opens an airlock to suck everyone out into space just because she doesn't want to see them naked. That's that's kind of funny. Yeah, and so so this actually, this episode, and this scene in particular, has a uh, a, a meme blank on it, basically. There's uh-huh. there's a shot of Boimler, like, spreading eagle and opening his butthole. Yeah. And, like, it is heavily <laughs> memed in the uh, the Lower Decks meme world. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. correct. That's where I mean, that's where that comes from. If you pay attention to Star Trek memes, and there's a pretty good chance you do. If you're listening, are to memes this. the same thing as maymays? Uh, mm, I memes are the same thing as dreams, Spencer. Oh, okay, yeah, gotta, yeah. That, that's the shit Richard Dawkins was talking about, right? Memes. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You can't let your memes be dreams, Spencer. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, so we get to the bridge crew. Bridge, bridge crew is commiserating about how easy it is to be a lower decker, a lower deckist. They're yes. like, oh man, this is easy. We just hang out, and they're they're like kind of sharing stories about like hanging out it, all day. Right before that, it uh, says that the ship's average score now is thirty seven percent on these tests. So, At the uh, same time, <laughs> thirty seven languages, Spencer. At the same time, no. <laughs> all right, go for it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're they're like whatever. All of a sudden, bridge crew gets like a uh, like an alarm. They're like, oh, you got to get up out of bed and you got to go to the uh, the hollow suite and do this this drill. Mm-hmm. And so they get put in a Klingon situation, um, but they get put Klingon into like a, like a cargo bay, right? And they're they're tasked with stacking the crates in the cargo bay while the ship is moving around and knocking all of the crates down. Yes, uh, they fail to ta- to put up all the crates and they fail their test. Yeah, so because, haha on them because people in the PMC class literally do not know how to do skilled manual labor. That that is true. They literally don't. They literally don't. Like like putting a manager like having a manager watching a manager try to figure out like material handling and like how to break down a pallet yeah. effectively is hilarious. It's not great. It, it shows you like yeah how disconnected they yeah, are. Yeah, like from when their the managers work. try to do my job at work, I'm like Jesus Christ. Just move out. Let just me move, just move out, out of the way. way and let me do right. it. Like yeah. I'm gonna do it better than you. Yeah, do um, your fucking management, whatever. Go have your dumb meetings and let me yeah, do work. Like, fix scheduling, please. Yeah, Bye. there you go. Um so bridge crew and lower decks get put into a joint simulation. Um ooh, bless like re- a renewal scroll yeah, simulation. Blast in that renewal scroll. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Sorry, um fucking hair in my Oh, nice. Yeah, it's probably from my oh, cat. Oh, no, it was, from, it was from my pants, I guess. Okay, yeah, but cool. it's probably from my cat. Oh, lovely, great. Yeah, uh, he's very furry. He's a furry man. He's extremely furry man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you put in a joint uh, simulation where they must take their ship to a planet and rescue Spock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're on the bridge, right? And the Lower Decks crew is, like, commanding the bridge. And they fail because Mariner and her mom get in an argument and crash the ship when it's trying to go out of the space dock. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, it must be some kind of record. And they're like, actually, it is. Like, nobody's ever failed it that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Ma- Captain Mom and Mariner Mom. In, the, in the bar, in the ship mm-hmm. bar, and they're commiserating about it. And then there's a good line here where they're, like, commiserating about how, like, oh, I didn't realize it was hard to do your job. 
Mm-hmm. And then the Captain Bomb says, I guess the carpet is always grayer on the other side of the ship. Which is a fine... Which I, I, that's that's fine. a fun line. I'll that's take fine. it. I'll yeah. take it. Um, So they're like, oh, the real drill is making everybody understand what the other members of the crew go through. And then turns out, no. So uh, Sherry Yin Yem is actually mm-hmm. trying to justify the use of her as a drill instructor mm-hmm. by making the crew fail. Yeah, and so um, her... Her job is dependent on everyone failing, so she is intentionally trying to sabotage this. Correct. She's intentionally trying to sabotage mm-hmm. it by being a jerk and making the tests hard. And then Mariner's like, but the, the, so the horse? And she's like, nah, the horse is you. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Uh, cool. And she's like, fuck the horse, Mr. Hand style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Sure. Um. Uh, so, anyways, they're like, she's like, all the drills are done. You all failed, and they're like, no, one drill is still active. Boimler's still in there trying to go after like the higher score with his Borg. So it shows him like doing multiple iterations of yeah, his, like, and he Borg keeps stuff. on like it keeps on like upping the ante. Like he keeps on doing it better and better. And like what in the beginning he like escapes from a Borg cube and like a Borg ship or something like that, and like mm-hmm. a Borg escape pod. But like by the end of it, he's like. Calling in like a fleet of Starfleet ships, they're blowing up the Borg vessel. And, He's like, teaching going empathy to the Borg Queen. Yeah, and that's rescuing right. a bunch of Borg Which babies. I, I and, thought like, was really funny. It is I really funny. like that. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. funny. I, like, that was I didn't like laugh out loud, but I'm like, this is a funny concept. I yeah. appreciate the writing of this. This was actually like thought through. But like that that was a that was a thing that felt like, hey, if you're gonna make Star Trek humor in universe mm-hmm. and make it work. That's something that I feel like works. Yeah, because like that, that I, works. I believe in a character who's like you know like a cadet in Starfleet, a Barclay who's a type, fucking tryhard who like yeah. needs to be the best. Like you know, like like a Nog. Oh, like Nog. They, they, yeah, that, no, that could better, have been a Nog better, standing yeah, right there because like yeah. Nog is a fucking tryhard. Or or that 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 character that the guy who played Tom Paris played before he was recast. Yeah, as Tom yeah, Paris. yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was on TNG. Yeah, when he was yeah, on yeah. TNG. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. character too. Yeah. Yeah, I forget totally. that guy's name, but yeah, he was a yeah. tryhard. He was the, the red too. leader commander at Starfleet Academy, and he like yeah. did some shady shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, and so the captain like talks to Boimler and is like, "Hey, you need to keep your drill going. If your drill ends, like the ship is in trouble. You yeah, have to keep it going." Because then so we all fail. He starts fucking around inside of his thing to like keep the drill going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, we're going to the, uh, we're going to the, uh, the bridge because instructor lady, you've never been in a life and death situation. We're going to show you what that's actually like so that you, you know, understand what we're actually doing here. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, we're going to go check out a crystalline entity. (laughs) So they go, they take the ship to a crystalline entity to intimidate the corrupt drill instructor. we, We always know in Star Trek, I at least like this reference because whenever they encounter a crystalline entity, in any Star Trek, it always ends up like stealing someone's soul and they have to get it back or some shit. Yeah. Or like, just, crystalline or entities like are eating, bitches. Or like eating a colony or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You don't fuck with crystalline entities ever. They're, you do, they're you don't bad do it. news bears. And then so they go to the crystalline entity and it's feeding on unstable radiation mm-hmm. and the instructor is scared and they like go around it and the instructor's freaking out and they're like, are you going to change our score? And she's like, no, fuck you. And they're like, okay, fine. Um, and then we cut to Boimler again. Boimler's getting assimilated by the Borg. Mm-hmm. And there's some jokes about that. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Cool. Whatever. They get yeah. back to the bridge. They go away from the entity and they start flying towards a black hole. Mm-hmm. The black hole starts fucking with everything on the ship. Everything yeah. gets all fucking weird. Man, why's it gotta be black? Yeah. It could. Why, why don't they go to a pink hole? Yeah. You know? I, I I'd like to see some pink holes in here. Yeah. Because I like hentai. Ooh. Rick and Morty hentai, baby. Yeah, that's probably yeah. a thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Lower decks hentai. Yeah. Uh, so they, 
the black hole starts fucking with everything on the ship. The yep. instructor gets real scared, and she's like, okay, all right, fine, fine I'll, I'll agree sorry. to pass the ship. Oh. And then they, like, get out of there really quick. Turns out they were just fucking with her, and they weren't actually in danger. Yeah. Um. Then they, they try to get Boimler out, but he thinks he's Borg and mm. doesn't want to come out, and so there's a kind of a joke there. They get him out, and then, you know, he's like, did I pass with 100%? They look up, and it says 7%. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you got 100%. No. You're fine, dude. And he's like, yeah, nice. Uh, so the instructor then resigns. Mm-hmm. Um, the bridge crew gives the lower decks a new replicator that can replicate, quote, multiple slices of pizza at the same time and also pesto, uh, which right. is apparently something that the previous replicator could not do. Yeah, they, they talked about pasta and stuff like way earlier in the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they're... That's the thing they really want is like good pasta and Italian food in space. Which I f- yeah, not gonna, no, I feel okay. like no, no, like in the future we're not gonna have Italian anything. What? No, this is Italian erasure. No, this is this is a utopia. You think we'll have Italian anything in utopia? Dude, Italian, uh, but spaghetti, man. I can't live in a society that doesn't have spaghetti. No, no, spaghetti is critical. Yeah. Garlic bread, bro. Come uh, on. Excuse me. You think spaghetti is good, but you haven't tried gach. <laughs> All right. That's true. I guess I haven't. Uh, what about gawk and garlic bread together? Probably pretty good. Just saying. Uh, how about gawk bread? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, anyways, that's it. Cut to cut to credits. That's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. What you What you think? Honestly, I thought it was fine. Like I, I did, I didn't dislike this. Like yeah. I thought, like what jokes worked were fine. I didn't think all the jokes worked, but I, I thought, also, uh, like, like I said, like I, I wasn't groaning by the jokes in particular. Yeah, like it, they, they were fine. It was, it was a, a show that made me like, you know, breathe out through my nose a little harder than usual, like twice, mm-hmm. and made some references I didn't mind. Ultimately, though, uh, I, I'm, I'm having a difficult time liking the show. To, to give it, mm-hmm. okay, to give it one credit, I feel like. <laughs> Lower Decks is more respectful of continuity and lore than most of the new Star Trek shows. That's so true. So I will give it that. Then, like then the, Picard like, especially. Like the references that they drop like are like tight. Like yeah. they, they are they reference stuff accurately. Mm-hmm. So I will give them that credit. That being said, I don't feel like this show is written for my particular humor style and therefore like it doesn't work as well as it could. Mm-hmm. But I actually didn't hate this episode. And I didn't either. I, I'm, not, I'm not as apprehensive towards watching it as I was before we watched it. So that's the thing. I've probably watched maybe like half a dozen episodes of Lower Decks. This is the first one I didn't hate. Yeah. And so I, I'm still apprehensive about watching more Lower Decks, but you know what? I I hope I just watched all six of the worst episodes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe I did. Who, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, not so bad. I'd say three out of five. It's yeah. Fine. Three out of five is fine. Uh, Cool. So we got one more segment of the show. Do we have two, we'll be, we have two more, <laughs> two more segments of the show. But yes. <laughs> I believe it's time for us to look at some subspace transmissions. I believe you're correct. Subspace transmissions. Subspace transmissions. Um, we're here. This is the part of the show where we look at comments from the internet about Star Trek because they're kind of funny. Uh, firstly, we're going to take a look at some Facebook comments, then some Reddit comments, and then a couple more Facebook comments. I'll try to give context for these. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these will need added context to understand what the fuck we're talking about here, but it should be pretty brief. Um, a lot of these come from posts that you have made both on, on Facebook and on uh, Reddit. And I'll tell you kind of which those which which ones those are coming from. And if if you're listening and you haven't seen, I be posting. Uh, Britt, you are like unstoppable. I like, am. You are I am posting. Like, 
I am. I have uh, accepted. I might be like a savant level Star Trek memer. Yes, and I don't know if I am okay with that, dude. It's, because it's I'll like, just be sitting there and I'll be like, "That's a great idea for a Star Trek meme." I'll post it, and then like, at least it'll blow up on at least one like social media app, and I'm like, "Huh? Why? <laughs> yep. These are all dumb. These are all stupid. I'm an idiot." It's true. It's yeah, true. It is true. Well, thanks, Spencer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, Facebook comment on a thread about uh, Star Trek Picard. And this is about Whoopi Goldberg playing Guinan and also young Guinan featured in Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. So Daphne Sue Gray Lafayette said, that is a name. I think it's low-key racism by Alex Kurtzman where Picard just assumed a random black woman behind the bar is Guinan when she looks nothing like Whoopi Goldberg. Motherfucker, it was in a bar called Ten Forward. Yes, yes, it like, was. Like, come on. Like, it was obviously uh-huh. written right into the show. If it if if it wasn't, mm-hmm. it would be hilarious if that was not Guinan. Yeah, yeah, that would be really funny. She's like, Guinan? He's like, Guinan? And she's like, what? What did you just call me? <laughs> My name is Michelle. Yeah. Like Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Michelle Obama indeed. Uh-huh. Um And then uh uh what, as soon as we get your video back, I don't know what the I don't care. Going. We can we can just All right. Talking. Alex Bond says, "This comment is so dumb that I'm leaving this group." I love that. I think, yep. Yep. I love it when people announce they're leaving a group. That's yeah, like like all of us care. Like all we, of us. We want to know. Not Alex. Not Alex Bond. Not Alex Bond. Not the dickhead who no one cares about. Yeah. What the fuck? Like why? Why would that happen? Why? Why would that occur? Yeah. I'm gonna try not to take one more time. It's all good. Okay. Uh, moving on. Matthew Miller. Uh, oh, so this was on a post where this oh, was from um, yes, where you posted a meme that was extremely controversial. It was, it and was, yeah, it was a yeah. You can describe the meme, yeah, yeah. Like. And and so uh, the meme, I just uh, took the the text from a a headline that was like Alex Kurtzman signed for six more years by uh, CBS mm-hmm. Paramount mm-hmm. Uh, to be showrunner for our fucking universe runner for all of the Star Trek, yeah. And uh, so I just like <laughs> put, a, put a space background and like yeah. two Alex Kurtzman heads and in the middle of it is just an image of uh, Chief O'Brien with a fucking phaser to his neck about to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and also like around him is like Picard season, season six, Discovery season eight, Star Trek, Lower Decks. Like, yeah. uh, like and they're all like bearing down on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. It got reposted by a lot of, lot of people. Uh, but a lot of people were like spicy about this. A lot this of people one. hate my shit. They I love it. They hated that. And a it, lot of people hate a lot like, of my shit. What, what's also funny is reading the comments where people are trying to interpret it and like <laughs> know what. Like we're not commenting to tell them what it means. I don't. Yeah, we're just watching them try to interpret it. It's, it's so pretty good. funny because I mean my shit is like primarily shit posts. Like it's yeah. mostly things I don't really believe. It's just funny. It's just funny, and I yeah. put it out there, and it's like a a take but not my take yeah but i'm like this take would make a funny meme and so i put it out there in the universe and so many people get pissed they, they really so many do. people get pissed Being it's amazing people getting pissed matthew miller says you need to go back to the dead sea and return all that salt which i think is pretty funny that actually pretty funny i'm one of the people who put the laughy on that. yeah yeah i saw uh, that it's, oh. it's pretty good oh, yeah. um daryl frederick weibel mm-hmm. says uh six days ago I'd like a Gates McFadden series, parentheses, Beverly Crusher. I could look at her all day, LOL. 
I don't, so I don't know what that means, that's, man. That's weird. He's just being perverted about Dr. Yeah. Crusher. Why are you so perverted about like, Dr. Ga- Crusher? Gates McFadden bro? is cool. I, yeah, I couldn't great. see her really existing in a standalone Star Trek show being a doctor, though. Yeah. Like, does anyone want a Star Trek medical drama? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I so. uh, this next comment, I'm going to need some help from you. Uh, you'll need to read the middle comment, okay? Sure. Uh, Elton McGee says... Why the image of O'Brien in DS9 attempting suicide for this post? And uh, Bob Wittersheim says, the that's the quote-unquote joke that the very idea of Kurtzman continuing to run Star Trek would drive a fanboy to off himself. Elton McGee responds, that's a joke? Suicide should never be joked about, especially if you've lost someone close to you due to that. Okay, then don't joke about suicide. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, oof. I, I, I just, I do really like his first comment, though. Why the image of O'Brien? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, Facebook user Kari Chouette says, Right? Lower Decks is pure TNG era goodness. It's everything I've always wanted from Trek. Somebody laugh reacted them, and I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. It's <laughs> it like, wasn't it wasn't us either. Yeah, like, it was just somebody else. It is not pure TNG era goodness. It's it's a very different type it's, of product. It's, it's not actually. wholesome like TNG is at all. It's just a different product. It's you know? completely it's like, different. It, it, it's intended for different audiences. And, and if it's everything you've always wanted from Trek, then you have secretly always wanted a Rick Trek show that is Rick and Morty. Yes. And like I, I have some some judgments for you. Yes. Maybe yeah. you should buy a Rick and Morty bong. Uh, dab rig. Uh, dab rig. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so we're going to head to Reddit now. Oh, and these are boy. all going to be comments on posts you have made. Okay. Uh, and so <laughs> there's a lot of random shit here. Yeah. Uh, Mobile Arm says uh, three days ago, Bitcoin erection slowly rising. What was that in reference I don't to? know. Right, just... Like, I don't know. It wasn't in direct reference to anything, though. It wasn't a oh. response to someone's comment, but it wasn't gotcha. a response to their comment. It was just oh. like a random statement. Like, right. if it had context, believe me, I would share the context, yeah, but there yeah, really isn't one. Cool. Um, I think maybe they were talking about union stuff or something, and I don't know how you get to Bitcoin from unions. It's pretty anti that. But moving on, uh, Drake, oh, I, this is a callback. This is a, an amazing clapback from you. And so you can read that response. Yeah. Like, But this this made me laugh out loud today. Yeah. I was very proud of this. Yeah. Uh, Drake0109 uh, in a negative 20 downvoted comment says, what's with the communist spam on this sub recently? And I say in a uh, 22 upvoted comment, uh, George Soros and Antifa pay me to post here. <laughs> Which, that was that was perfect. Yeah, perfect. Thank uh, you. I I was very pleased to see that. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, when I thought of that, I'm like, I giggled. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I I honestly I I'm fine with making memes. My favorite yeah, part yeah. is fucking talking yeah. shit to people who like are talking on my meme comments. Yeah, I don't know what it great. is. It's so funny. It's so funny to me. Pretty darn funny. Yeah. Um, uh, Reddit user Kai Winbot <laughs> says, yeah. 
I'm merely following the path the prophets laid out for me, my child. And that was uh, in response to a meme that is just a picture of Kai Wynn and superimposed on it says, says, shut the the fuck fuck up. up. That's that's it. Uh, That's it. Uh, uh, Fee Schedule says, uh, calling her a Karen does her a disservice. A Karen thinks she's hot shit, but ultimately just hot air. She's a Mitch McConnell. Whoa. Which is actually like, whoa, yeah, you're Kai right. Kai Wynn sucks, but she's yeah. not a Mitch McConnell. She's like mm. a lot more religious. Mm. She's like a fucking, like a Joel Olstein. Oh. Like a, she's like a mega church pastor piece of shit. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. she is. I, I would agree. Kai Winbot returns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then later on in the same thread, um, just says, this is a fantastic meme for which I am very <laughs> grateful, my child. It is a popular opinion, in my opinion, that I should be telling more people to shut the fuck up, my child. <laughs> this is obviously not so, a bot. No, I like someone this. is writing this. Yeah. I, I love that someone is like LARPing as Kaiwin on yeah. Reddit. Whoever, that person is the biggest dork. I like. You can come on this podcast. Yeah, if you're, you want you're to. welcome here anytime as long uh, as you speak only as Kaiwin. Oh yeah, and we'll put your image as Kaiwin. Yeah, you can just be Kaiwin. Yeah, the whole time. we'll just have like a repeating GIF of her talking like for five seconds. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, choosy moms choose GIF. Uh, yes. YouTube or not YouTube? Sorry, uh, Reddit user NTF three in a negative two downvoted comment says. 20 years later, Nellix is still a shithead. Yeah, this was probably on one of my uh, posts accusing uh, Nellix of being a pedophile. Which I'm in love with those posts. They're pretty funny. People, uh, I think, largely agree. Yeah, I um, mean, like, it's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of people dissenting, being like, but, but, but Kessa, she, when she turns three years old in uh, her race, they're uh, mature. And I'm like, yeah, my uh, my fucking cat turned one year old and he was mature, but I didn't try to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is true. Uh, so another comment about Neelix here. Mm-hmm. YouTube user Stoss313 says, yeah, Uncle Touchy <laughs> wasn't just creepy around Kes, but any child on the ship. Agreed. 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 He's, Agreed. He's just weird and controlling and just like, yeah, yeah he's too he's too touchy. And He does get better, though. Like, later on in the series, they write him better, and I, he's less creepy. Yeah. But, like, early on mm-hmm. in the series, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, like, I, I watched an episode uh, a couple days ago, the one where, like, Tuvok, through a transporter incident, uh, loses his memory and, mm-hmm. like, his logic. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, uh, you know, Special Ed's Tuvok, the episode. But mm-hmm. then he gets like really into cooking. And uh, it's basically just a Tuvok and um, Neelix episode. And, and I actually those, really like Those episodes are honestly pretty I good. I actually really like it. Those episodes yeah. sell Neelix as a character so much better yeah, than, than the other ones. Yeah, because like, he's just like all about compassion in this episode. And, and like, he's not being, being a weird, a ni- controlling and, like, just dude. just being a nice person. Yeah, like, yeah. I I like Neelix. I stand Neelix, mm-hmm. and the reason I do is because of episodes like that. Yeah, and so um, so uh, like Happy Uncle Neelix is cool. Like Creepy Boyfriend Neelix, not, not cool. cool. Uncool. Take those episodes uh, away. Put them fucking send them in, out the airlock, man. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So speaking of fucked up, uh, Medusa the yeah, Eternal. Yeah, I read this. I was says, like, what? <laughs> 
Wish is a is such a funny name for it because their service brings to mind one of those fucked up genies that gives you some messed up version of what you wished for just because you weren't specific enough. I was once stupid and naive enough to buy an SD card on there because my phone ran out of storage space and I wanted to preserve the memories of my baby nephews and the only vacation I ever <laughs> went on. And this piece of hellware immediately corrupted all my files. God damn genies. I love that. That is truly I, unhinged. I love that. So this, this is my favorite shit on the internet. This is my favorite things on the internet. So, it's just people like sharing weird shit about their life mm-hmm. unprompted. And, and this was like, this is a response to a meme of uh, Wesley uh, Crusher. Yeah, it's well, it's it's Will Wheaton mm-hmm. uh, dressed in like uh, a captain's uniform. Yeah, or Starfleet Command uniform. Uh, it's a captain's uniform because he has the four dots. Oh, he's four. Okay. Yep. Um, and so, and I I just wrote on there, uh, and he has a beard, and it's a shitty beard. And I, <laughs> I, I it, the the meme is um, uh, what happens when you order Will Riker on Wish? Yeah. And so this guy is just, just like, like going off about Wish. This card it corrupted the. The memories of the only vacation I ever went on, and his his baby being born and shit like that. Like, <laughs> what the you 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 were like, oh, I gotta preserve the memories of my baby being born. What's the cheapest hard drive I can find? Like, um, so on one of your memes about uh, this is my I think my favorite Star Trek meme you've ever made, mm-hmm. and that is a picture of the of Stargate Deep Space Nine, so it's of the Deep Space Nine station mm-hmm. and the wormhole opening near it. But the goatsy hands are in the wormhole, opening, Pull, pulling, pulling the, the wormhole the, open. Wormhole to the you, gamma quadrant. If you don't know what goatsy is, you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No, but... and if if you are and you like, you're a shit bag. Go look at it. But if you're not a shit bag, don't listen to this podcast. And yeah. Don't don't see goatsy because you don't belong here. You don't need here. to see goatsy. You have you yeah. have lost your way. Go listen to a respectable fucking Star Trek podcast where they're nice to people. Yeah. Like we hate things. Yeah. yeah. But this is a this is a great comment on that. Uh, Novocaine AU says, "Watch out for poo wraiths," <laughs> which is a reference of the paw wraiths. Yes. Uh, yeah. Live within the wormhole. That's that's pretty good. Uh, but that's if the wormhole good. was actually an ass, they'd be they'd be poo wraiths. Yeah. And and I like uh, that. That's pretty good. And then uh, Cisco would be the M ass airy. Yeah, he would. He yeah. already is the M ass. Oh area, yeah, he's he sure. is an ass man, you know that. Yeah. Uh this, this is an incredible comment. Uh Reddit user P Teratops says, "Ladies bang machines all the time. Deal with it." <laughs> <laughs> and it was, that was in reference to a meme about uh a fucking um Oh, not Cass. Fucking uh, fucking Tashi Yar. Tashi Yar, yeah. Bang Tashi Yar, banging data. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I deal with it. I, I bang people with machines all the time. It rules. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Fully cool. functional, baby. Uh, Multiple techniques. Quest Belly says it's annoying that I don't know all the characters, but you couldn't paint me to watch new Star Trek. Cool. Yeah. Neat Nobody's night. paying us, but we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get it together, Quest Belly. Yeah. It's like, I want to get all these references, but I don't want to put in the work. Okay, guy. Uh, YouTube, or sorry, someone want to say YouTube. Reddit user Extreme Nut Job mm. says something in keeping with the name. Um, I'd like to sing the Who karaoke with a hammered Zephram Cochrane. What? He wants to sing the Who at karaoke with, with drunk Zephram Cochrane. What is and this in reference to? I don't know. Like no, this was completely like random. This huh. was this one was not even a response to anybody. Like I, I I don't know. Maybe it's like a deep reference to our podcast and uh, the next generation theme song we have. Oh yeah, 
based on uh, the Who song, uh, My Generation. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's Could just be. a deep, deep fan. It's not. Uh, <laughs> so this, this, is a, this is a comment about somebody asking if we're going to see Janeway return mm-hmm. uh, in like a new season of Picard or something. Mm-hmm. And Chris Baker on Facebook says, yep, Janeway's return would be great. Limping around Voyager's corridors covered in the brown stuff because the shitter's clogged and she can't run away fast enough. <laughs> what? I Why? Know. I don't know. Why? I don't know. That's unhinged. It is. That is entire. Why Why is Janeway like Brit, clogging? That, Brit, that is why I'm here. I am here purely to find unhinged stuff. Why is content. Janeway like taking such big shits and clogging up all the toilets? I don't get it. She's covered in the brown stuff. And, and I like, she, she's already returned. She's in fucking uh, Prodigy as a hologram. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of people mentioned that. But I, I just love the idea that like he's like, yeah, I want to see her in poop. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just doing projection here. Uh, That's his fetish. Uh, okay, so this is our last Facebook comment for the night, uh-huh. and it <laughs> from Lauren Flick, uh-huh. who just says, PLEASE, in all caps, with a bunch of exclamation points, and then an image of Chakotay and Janeway about to kiss. Which, I mean, would have been a good romance on the show. Which, and, why didn't they do that? But also, like, well, I love because, that... Well, because him and Seven, obviously, yeah, obviously. That was a great decision. But, like, I love the idea that people are still, like, holding a candle for for this, for, yeah. for them. Chakotay? Jane Cote? I don't know. And lastly, yeah. from our last subspace transmission of the night, right. on uh, from Reddit, mm-hmm. uh, Reddit user Reg says 14, uh, 14 upvotes ago... <laughs> Why the heck are so many Trekkie stoners? Not that I'm complaining or anything. Um, because fucking weed rules and Trek is cool. It's pretty weed easy. Weed rules. Trek is cool. We weed rules. Star Star Wars drools. Uh, I kind of like Star Wars. I don't know some Star Wars. But some of, some pretty... of it definitely drools. Yeah, the shows are good though. The shows are all pretty good. Yeah, I'm liking Kenobi so far. I think yeah, me too. I think it's time for. A red shirt obituary. I think we are all done with subspace transmissions, so let's talk about the ones we left behind. Well, the away team was in a pinch, and somebody had to die. But thanks a lot, time to beam up to the big red shirt in the sky. Today we remember crewmen Matthews and Rayburn, who served aboard the Enterprise under Captain Kirk. Both Matthews and Rayburn were murdered on the planet Exo-3 by an android created by the Old Ones, simply known as Ruck. Matthews died by injuries sustained from being pushed off a cliff and Rayburn from suffocation. Mm -hmm. Both Matthews and Rayburn hold the unique distinction of being the first Starfleet members actually wearing red shirts to be killed in any of the Star Trek series. Wow, that's iconic. Mm -hmm. All the previous fatalities had been blue, yellow, or multicolored shirts. Oh, wow. So rest in peace, crewman Matthews and Rayburn. Your sacrifice is the foundation of the shitty podcast segment. Thank you for your sacrifice (laughs) for the greater good, I guess. Yeah, for the greater good, I guess, is a pretty good transition to where we're at now. Indeed. Hell yeah. We we made it through the show. We did it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, hey, where can we find you on the internet, Spencer? 
Spencer.zone, S-P-E and S-E-R. And you know what? Just look up Soy Trek uh, mm-hmm. on any social, pretty much, uh, except for TikTok. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eh. Well, uh, you'll 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 find us. You'll find me more specifically, and mm-hmm. uh, get into a flame war with me. Fucking please. Just, just I di- want that. Disagree with like one of my opinions. And, yeah, and if you want to like even call us and tell us that we're wrong about something, you could do that. Yeah, that, that'd number. be even better. Like if if you get into a flame war with me and you just want to curse me out or some mm-hmm. funny shit like that, like please. Yeah, uh, give him the number, brother. Uh, four two five three one zero two four one six. Once again, that's. Four two five three one zero two four one six. Hell yeah! Fucking uh, just leave a bunch of expletives. Just yeah. say the n word a bunch. Don't Whoa. do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't actually don't do, that. do that. I will block you. Unless unless the n word is Neelix. Yeah. yeah. That that well that's what I was talking about. What, oh. what were you talking? <laughs> what n word were you talking about? Oh, I was talking about Nog. Oh right. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Captain's log, supplemental. It looks like that's all, and it's time for us to warp away. Be well. Travel safe. And as Ferengi rule of acquisition number 217 says, you can't free a fish from water. Hang Hang dong and shocker. shocker.